Hello. All right. Hello? Have we been banned? Hello? 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 We're, we're, I'm the modern nerd. We're, we're, <laughs> we're not banned, but we're here because, well, it's a great timing, actually. We were planning to do an Avatar episode for a really long time, but it's also really poignant right now because Pokey recently just got DMCA for playing Avatar on Twitch. And this guy keeps saying he wants to watch movies on Twitch. I'm like, no, dude, no, dude. No, they, not, if they take, if that. they could take down Pokey, I'm just like cannon fodder. They dude, gave her a two day suspension. She she said the 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 imp word over and over again, and, and they still didn't get her. They yeah. still didn't get her. But as soon as she played Avatar on stream, they fucking came after her for two days. So That's she hilarious. should be back by tomorrow. Well, we're not we're not going to be showing any clips. We're not going to be doing anything like yeah, that. We're but, just going to yeah. be having a, a nice, casual conversation about the quite possibly the greatest animated television show of all time. In, all in, time greatest. In my honest feeling and my opinion, these are just opinions. We hope you like them. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, before we drop into that, I, I, we were talking a little bit earlier before in some of the pre. Actually, it was it was pre pre. Ooh, we're getting we're getting intense here. Um, we did have a, uh, some rumors I would like to go over in the MCU, so we can do a quick one here. Um, and, um, Charlie Cox's Daredevil is, is supposed to be kind of gonna be cameoing, if that's a word, in, like, everything. They're just gonna toss him into everything, and I'm, my guess is they're just gonna kind of weave him in and out, and then it'll be a bigger, he'll play a much bigger picture later. But he'll be predominantly featured probably in Echo as the next thing that we see Ooh. which I was sad because there was a bunch of in uh, a bunch of things that were like confirmed season four of Daredevil and I'm like I really wanted that to be true because it was like it brings up the questions would it be on Netflix would it be on this I've heard it in multiple sites but none of them were like anything that I would take uh for super granted or for, take too heavily right now so you know, uh, I thought that would be worth mentioning uh, so that you can maybe heard it here first, but probably not. So sad, but happy. So who knows? Any any thoughts, feelings on uh, a Daredevil season four produced by the MCU? I mean, sure. Do it, please. And uh, return uh, the Kingpin to his former glory. That's all I care about. I mean, he'll be in it. He'll be. In I mean, it. yeah, he has to be. And he has to let, let him do his thing. And um Anyway, I, that'd be cool. I hope so. Um, if not, as long as both characters are John Justice, I, I, I'll be okay with that as well. George, anything? Or? Means to an end. Means, Means to, to an end. That's, that's fair. That's the All theme. Right, but... That is the theme, kind of, I would say, kind of. Means to an end. We were talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Means to an end. I, I think, so um, yeah, it's okay. As long as, like... Eventually, hopefully, it leads us back to some of the other characters that we saw in the Netflix universe. Who I'm honest, Iron Fist. Who I'm more who I'm more excited about seeing than to be honest. I like. Don't get me wrong. I love Daredevil, but man, the, the characters that that place spawned like well, some of them Punisher, are confirmed. Yeah, Jessica, Luke, confirmed. <gasps> yeah, Luke. So there's that. Jessica, Luke. Uh, Luke I don't know, I but Jessica. There's the awkward thing Jessica. where, uh, where in Luke Cage, where Mahershala has played someone in the MCU already. So I feel like that's another reason they might recast Luke. But he he died. Did he? Well, okay. I don't know. I will, you know, Marvel Marvel shows. Marvel dude. has Marvel really has bad. been you know. Marvel has Fair. recasted Fair. people 
there, you know, people have played more than one character in Marvel. It's it's already happened. Um, so, yeah, but not, in the MCU, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's happened. Not... Who? Who? Michelle Yeoh's oh, played Jim somebody Mar twice. Michelle Yeoh's played Ooh. somebody, and Gemma also has from Captain Marvel. She's now in Internals too. True. Uh, okay. Who's Michelle Yeoh in? Michelle is a Guardian of the Galaxy. One of the original ones that with Sly Stallone oh, yeah. and Yondu. Oh, right. That never, they never followed through with that. Yeah, exactly. That's the second one. In Shang-Chi. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Blanking out yeah. there, yeah. yeah. Someone That's else aunt. didn't... That's didn't, the uh, aunt. However you say his name, Juman Hoosen? Hoosen? Who? <laughs> Him. He, yeah, <laughs> he's got. He's in Captain Marvel and he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the same character. It's the same character, though. It's 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 the same character. That's because Captain Marvel takes place before the events of uh, Guardians, so that's mm -hmm. his character. Yeah, uh, Ronan's in it too, ones. actually. And Ronan's yeah. actually in Captain right. Marvel's played by the same person. It's, uh, what's his name? Lee Pace. Is it really? He the same yeah, character? he comes back to yeah. do. That's the whole point. See, I'm just kidding. I've heard her. <laughs> uh, Tim can't take anyone on his on their word, so he has to um, make sure. Oh, Miles. <laughs> oh, I just thought he was uh, a Cree, like blue in that, and not in Guardians. That's my memory of it. Anyways, oh. anyway. you're done, misremembered the, son. The real reason we're here. Ladies yes, and please. gentlemen. Let's, let's, let's Avatar, just bring it back, please. The Last Airbender. Mm. Um, this this show has has changed only the, way... the Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> it, it changed everything for me. Uh, honestly, uh, it, it's it, I've watched this five or six times myself, and just killing it. Um, Did you watch it live when it first aired? I did not or get a chance to know. Uh, maybe young when I might... it came out. No, we weren't young. I I think... No, we were not young when it came out. I mean, it came out while I was in, like, I think like college. 2007. I thought it came out 2001 through 2003. Um, I have it right here. We were not young when it came out. I watched it when it came out. February first, two thousand. February twenty first, two thousand five, and oh. finished. July nineteenth, two thousand eight. So I was outside of high school. Oh, yeah, I was outside, okay. well um, out of high school, and I was yeah, it was yeah. during like my, my final college years. I was in my twenties at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Aww. I've I saw like some of it like on channel surfing and that kind of stuff, but for the most part, no. The only one that I saw live was uh, Cora, um, mm. which it was, the first season. We'll get into that later. Either a part two or a second half of this podcast, but it, it was it was good good television and, and good intrigue. Um, season one of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, for the longest, it was the one season that I didn't rewatch, just because I love Toph. <laughs> and season two, I think is is phenomenal and some just great writing and, and incredible progression for characters and everything and then i started rewatching season one and realized it has like it without the foundation you have nothing so um we can go all the way back 
ladies and gentlemen, to all the way back. The Boy in the Iceberg, season one, episode one. We're not going to um, go yeah. one episode. No, at we're, time, not, we're, not, we're, okay. not, we're not going to do that. Not at all. <laughs> I don't got the time um, for that. I'm sorry. Right <laughs> I'm about but to like you, get my chair and sit down. First, <laughs> when you first meet, uh, you first meet what's his the uh, uh, Sokka and Katara, and they're fishing, and they obviously break him out of the iceberg and in the first season for the most part they really are focused on like these are children like you're seeing them as an 11 year old a 13 year old a 15 year old however old they are you can see that kind of kid mentality wanting to hold on to youth and not have to step into these larger roles that they are pushed into because they really are having to take on the world uh, on their shoulders and and get through it. So th- it's a really different kind of feel from this one all the way to the next ones. So you know we really have a lot more uh, of that going on. Uh, meeting Boomy uh, for the first time. You know the Kyoshi Warriors for the first time. Um, I mean you get a ton of stuff in there. Um, Dan, what are some of your favorite episodes and and moments in the first season? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Tim. Um, it's it's uh, you're kind of have it in your head as like the weaker, the weakest season of the three seasons of Avatar, and you kind of reluctantly go back. But I don't know. Maybe now the first, I love it. Right. I mean, I will still say the first few episodes, you're kind of like, ah, you know, you can tell they're still kind of breaking out of their shell. Uh, if anyone's ever watched the uh, unaired pilot, you can kind of see that there's still elements of them like finalizing what these characters are really going to become and the ones that we know and love. Uh, and they're not quite there yet. Even Sokka, arguably, uh, uh, his character progression kind of speeds up a little. He's a fucking stick in the mud uh, early. And you're just like, what's, what is your deal, dude? And like um, making K- Katara seem like the chill one by comparison, which is hilarious. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, by the end you are, you know, his, uh, romance with princess Yue, I, I mean, I kind of feel like he never really got over princess Yue to be completely candid. Uh, I, I don't know if I can be as bold to say as like, she was the one for him. Um, but it kind of feels that way. Sometimes it feels like no one really came like, you know, I don't, I still, I, I love Suki. Uh, don't get me wrong. She was awesome. And she like showed her worth, but like <laughs> something we don't really like notice or talk about is he like pretty much kind of forgot about her and like moved on. And by chance, when he's going to rescue his dad in the final season, Suki happens to be there and he's like, Oh, Hey, right. Yeah. Suki. Oh, I'll rescue you as long as I'm like right here right now. Um, and that's kind of hilarious. Uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, it's gonna hard. Like, I mean, it's, it's gonna be hard to not talk about the the next uh, show. That's Cora, not true but, like, though. There's... There's that moment when Day of I Black mean, Sun. Re- well, which moment? When like he met Azula and Azula was like, "Oh, your name's Sokka. Like my favorite prisoner used to talk about you all the time." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I still I, unconfirmed. We think that maybe that there's lots of rumors that uh opal i believe or no or no that i'm sorry uh that lynn Beifong's sister uh is forget her name Ooh. um is uh it may or may not be the daughter of toff and sokka um because they just don't really talk about uh you know who the father was 
just that he was a different father. Um, so uh, all that to say, uh, huh. I kind of went off on a little bit of a yeah. Where, where there, are we but... going with this? <laughs> I just this. Can uh, you this, bring it back? He asked you a question. That... About... <laughs> he asked that question about your say... favorite episode of season one, and somehow we got here. I don't know. Now we're in Korra. I'm whoa, whoa. Can I keep going now? Yeah. Okay. Um, I all that to say uh, that I think I I, I liked the the romance between uh, Sokka and uh, Yui. I think that was a very real. Uh, moment for me and you just all of a sudden uh even though i at that point by that end of the season you're already rooting for Sokka, but it it goes from liking Sokka to really really liking Sokka. um and i think that's that's one of that moment stands out for me uh, a lot and i like always like that and it feels like he never truly got over her and i it's a good it's a hard thing to do in a kid's show you know it's a some real stuff but uh, anyway i'll yeah. stop now george what is your favorite moment or episode so far of season one? Mm, I will say season one does, you know, I agree with what Dan said. It, 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 in those first few episodes, it does seem like they don't know what they're doing. Like they're just still trying to find its footing. Right. And it Thank is you, trying to, it is trying to explain like the, like the kind of set the, still trying to set the, the scene as to this world. Right. So there's a lot of, subtlety behind that while they're doing kind of on the surface level very goofy episodic single one-off episodes sort of you know mm -hmm. and it isn't until i think and this gets to my point it isn't until day day uh this winter solstice episode when like you truly understand the stakes of the show and the stake suddenly takes a direction you like for he's just the avatar he's back things are fun they're running around from town to town doing crazy avatar things and then they like and then roku comes to him in a dream and is like yo listen up dude like shit's about to go down you've been asleep for a long time and we i expected you to be around to fix my mistakes and obviously that's not you know the way things are going and we don't have time and you need to fix it you know and, and that's what quote from yeah, the show thank you yeah and now he now they now the show suddenly takes a direction and there's an urgency and there's an understanding of the larger story of what's going on and so i will say my favorite point of the whole show as far as that first season goes is like that's when the show picks it up and that's when my favorite part is the winter solstice this episode when they go to the temple and yeah. learn what Aang is truly destined to do. And you're like, it's a lot to put Great on a 12 year old. Man. It's a lot. It's a lot to put on a 12 year old kid, dude. Like you got to save the world. Like you've been asleep too long. Like he didn't, I think Roku's plan probably was that like Aang would have time to train through this period before the comet came because he knew it was coming in a hundred years again. Like, you know, he thought right. there would be time, but yeah, Aang uh, ran, you know, Aang ran from yeah. his responsibility, and it's a lot to put on a kid, right? And it's the same I thing. I mean, you know, he, it sucks because I don't, you know, they always, there's that thing they do in TV shows where, like, he ran or, like, it's his fault. Like, I mean, he was going out for a ride to clear his head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He wasn't, was he running away for real? I don't think they really say explicitly. Dude, every kid's ran away. Every kid has run away before. You know, I mean, it's okay. never serious yeah, usually. But like, oh. but, like, he would run away for what? A week, two weeks before his conscience I mean, kicked in. A day. I don't did. think. Yeah, not even. He would have come back really quickly. I think. Uh, maybe he, it's maybe he, it's more than a week. You know, but it doesn't matter because he was going to come back, and because he is Hank. 
he feels responsibility regardless of how much he wants to be a kid. And we see that play out with him throughout the show. He is constantly uh, in a battle between wanting to, you know, enjoy life and be a kid and still carrying the weight on his shoulders. And it's almost, it's almost like a, like a complete character change when it kicks in for him, you know, it's part like of the, and that's funny good. because part of the culture that he's raised in is to live a slightly more ephemeral like lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not being tied down, being very like a nomadic mm -hmm. because that's the, the air nation. That's the culture of being like, not, not enjoying life in the moment. And then on a spiritual level, not being tied to, and like, you know, that's like a very Buddhist teaching and that's what they possessions, were this yeah. possessions of the earthly, you know, world yeah. is to be spiritual and then to enjoy the time you have here as much as you possibly can and live life and then like experience as much as you can is kind of their, the thing. And for him to not have to, to have to just kind of put that aside and also be of the world because he has responsibility as the avatar has always been kind of the duality of who Aang is. And, th and I think that first season kind of really sets it up perfectly in that way. Yeah, you know? they do. They, they do say, and, and I don't, I don't, it may be later in like the second season, but I, uh, um, but when they are, they definitely get into it about Aang running away. Like he legit was like, "I'm good. I'm done. I don't want to do that." So, it, you know, it, and, and fine, the character but... that we get to know that he eventually becomes is the one who is that person that will always come back. But in the beginning, he isn't that kid. He's not that person. He doesn't have those morals. He learns those lessons and everything through the course of the show. So. But it it's more to okay. the point of like That's fair. It, it in the moment the decisions you make have an impact. That's really more the story and, and, and moral impact of the decision. Like, yes, maybe he would have come back, but the fact is he left and these things happened because he left. Regardless if he was going to come back or not, That's fair. he got caught in that storm, he he got, you know, boy in the iceberg and and you know, became the I mean, but you know, kids, man. It wasn't. He's just he's, everyone's he's ran panicking. away from home, dude. Right. Everyone's I mean, ran away from at home. some point, you know, and been like, I you know, once, sometimes you get to the end of the block and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, but sometimes but, you get a little you further. You can't cross the street alone and you, <laughs> and you go back home. And you're like, all right. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, maybe uh, I like to think that the events that transpired in the show, uh, you know, being surrounded by such great people and characters, that he. Uh, came to the conclusion of what he needs to do much more quickly than maybe he would have uh, if he didn't get caught in that storm. I still think he would have reached that point eventually. Maybe it would have been a long time. Maybe like a year or two or something. Maybe longer. Uh, that would have, What an interesting thing uh, if we could watch that alternate universe take on, on Aang if he never... I mean, uh, who knows? Was the boy they're, in the iceberg. They're doing their own network, so... Yeah, we'll see. Um, um, yeah. Boy. So these are all really interesting points when we both we all kind of agree that the first like three or four episodes are just kind of meandering around and what you got in the beginning is you got the boy in the iceberg you got the avatar returns um where you i think they first meet zuko like the gang meets him early in the second second episode yes, they capture him yeah, and the, yeah, and then you got some some cool. My favorite part is like, you guys have never fought a, a, an Airbender before, huh? And then he just destroys them in the hallway, and you're like, that was it's, so amazing. I love it. You've got you've got the the Southern Air Temple where um, they go, and you really have that first moment of him hitting 
the uh, avatar state and you see he sees for the first time like the severity of his actions because yeah. he sees monkeyatsu he's been in the corner him. yeah and point. and it's it's a huge moment for the show so it it really is they they kind of set up the depth of the character's weight right there because it's it's like how many shows do you know that put that on a child in the first 3 episodes where it's just like all the weight of the world is literally sitting on that. Like it, it, Mighty it's a really intense one. Oh <laughs> Mighty Max. And then you and put then, on yeah, the hat, kind of, you become the Mighty Max. <laughs> they, they, they bring it back around, and you got the Warriors of Kyoshi. So they, you're right. They kind of throw in a couple. I wouldn't say any of these episodes, by the way, are throwaways or fillers. I think they all do when you rewatch them, play a point to the story or at least to the characters. Like. Like especially the Southern Air Temple being so early and having such an impact on him, like you see that flashback from the temple many times in season three, um, when he is unlocking his chakras. Every time he goes into the Avatar state, and every time he thinks about it, like because he he loses control in the Southern Air Temple, and like everyone gets real terrified of him, and he swears he's never going to go into it again if he can avoid it. Which spoilers. Obviously, by the end of this season, he he does go into it and becomes a really awesome skadoosh giant water. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. He turns into Jack Black. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, <twist. a> giant. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about this big fish. Oh, dude, and yeah, the... Can we ride the giant elephant koi. That's that's such an ang thing. It's so great. God, right. I, I think I was... my absolute favorite of season one is the blue spirit. When oh, you good first episode. see I'm the blue spirit, <laughs> right? But like you first kind of because like he, that's when they capture him, right? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean that's the one the, with the with the, the, frozen the foundation of like the future of them. Anyway, yeah, yeah. The the duality of those two characters, yeah, Zuko, Zuko and... and Aang, is is amazing. It's Just so good that moment so that perfect. they have right before Aang flies away. He's like, you know, like we could be friends, and like the seed is planted nice mm-hmm. and early, and we're all thinking about it, and we all want it, and it's when it comes, it's uh, one of the greatest g- warm and googly feelings uh, I've ever felt watching a show or a movie. Yeah. Um, and I, God, I just talking about. I was telling these guys earlier. Aang is such a. It's so for me personally. Well. Beyond that, it's also nice for me to not shit on a show or movie. I feel like I'm always, like, the biggest... In case you're watching for the first time, I kind of look at this, us three, as Tim's kind of the optimist, uh, George is the realist, and I'm the pessimist. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm constantly the one hating on everything, and it's just... For me personally, it's really nice to talk about something I really like and not shit on something the whole time. So that's it's, kind of it's nice. real nice to not have you shit on things all the time. So it's good. Um, You're welcome. Um, and it's more more than that. It's nice to have a a character, a main character that I really like. I feel like most shows. I don't know about you guys. I feel like most shows I watch, just the main character. You're just kind of like, eh, you know, they're. It's fine. They're the main character. You know, they need to kind of stay focused, or they need to kind of like please a lot of people and not be too. Aang is just. I think they do try a little hard to make him likable. I think if they were going to go a little more realistic, he would be a little more tortured uh, and a little more, uh, maybe not tortured is the word, but a little more like you would see the weight of the world on his shoulders more often. Um, but we see the fun side of him a lot. And 
but you could easily say that's just him like trying to live out his childhood because it's it's almost gone uh, in an instant for him. That's, that's me um, in my 30s trying to live out my childhood. Um, a Talking about Avatar on a podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> should we go on to... Well, I want to do... I want to bring up a point. There's one... If, if you guys had one episode that you would say is a throwaway, I think there is one that oh, we can all well, agree on. And the, it's great divide. the Great Divide, yeah. <laughs> they even now, don't they even make fun of it in uh, the the play? Yeah, they yeah. literally fly over it. They're like, oh yeah, yeah no, we don't need to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not a bad episode I, per se, but it's not. It's not a bad episode. There isn't a bad episode amongst them. I just finished this like a week ago. Again, all of them, and like every every single night at the end of an episode. Oh, that was a good episode. Oh, that was a good episode. Oh, that was a good episode. Just like every single fucking time, and I, and I love it. Mm. Um, but they really did. They dropped a lot in the first season, like the fortune teller episode. Like really, kind of starts the the relationship between Aang and and uh, uh, Katara. Like that's mm. hinted upon in there and everything. And and you know mm. you've got Jet in there, um, which is like Katara's first crush and Haru. everything, which is which is. Haru, oh yeah, Haru the, the, was a little bit, a little bit, but Haru Jet was, was much there. more. Uh, uh, yeah, Aang, Haru, who you first don't see again until uh, season three. Aang's first time uh, firebending also. Uh, it might be two. I'll have the episode list up. Aang there tries firebending again. Oh, for the right. first time. Aang tries the firebending for yeah, the first time. Important part of which Aang's kind of molds his like his personality for the rest of the season, like especially trying something other than you know airbending and waterbending. I think he's. Uh, yeah, it's when he looks, he tries to find whatever the master is, the master yeah. of firebending. Um, and he accidentally burns Katara. And that's a great, it's, it doesn't just change uh, how Aang moves forward, but it kind of, you can tell it changes how he views firebenders. Uh, yes, firebenders and firebenders. And the Fire Nation, like it, it, yeah. And it's not Deserter. just, and it's not just like it is e this evil. He sees that it's like it, like they can, they've probably hurt people that they love themselves at some point in their lives. Mm -hmm. I think uh, it gives him a more into Zuko. Yeah. It, it gives him an eye into Zuko's personality also. <laughs> right. As, as I mean, like, he, air, you, like you know, the second, like a few minutes after he burned guitar, like he was thinking about how Zuko got that scar probably. And even if he didn't know how he got it, you know, that it was from another firebender. And I think that's an important part of Aang's development in his empathy. Exactly. Which is a, a huge part of Aang mm -hmm. and another reason why I like it. It feels so much. not only his like respect for firebending and the Fire Nation, but also his just genuine fear of uh firebending. And I think from there yeah. and from there on in, like you would say he almost has a fire phobia. Like he's not like you know, he's just not comfortable with like the idea of even trying it ever again. Right. So, uh, yeah. And yeah, uh, I mean, you can tell he's a talented bender and that he messed up, but uh, that's also a, that alludes to how uh, how much how he feels about Katara and how protective he is of her. Yeah. That like just the mere thought of even accidentally doing it to him isn't to her to, again is enough to make him not want to ever do it ever again. I would say uh, it's very interesting because I wonder how important it is. Because we know, like, the way the Avatar is trained is, like, how important it is for them to learn the bending in that specific order per Avatar. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They, they in order for to teach order. them, in order to teach them how to better yeah. control all the things that 
they are supposed to like without learning the other ones first you're not ready for this one do you know what i'm saying so because of the yeah. personality ang had he had to learn how to slowly do water which is kind of very similar to airbending i would say and I then mean, he had to learn water was, to his, water was his easiest one yeah, yeah water was his, and own. then he, he had to learn how to con- conquer something like earthbending and then only yeah. then did he have full control of who he was was he ready to master firebending and like maybe that's yeah. the way that he every avatar learns in that situation and learns in that circle is because in order Makes to forge your personality, you have to learn those in that order specifically. It's not in that order specifically. It's to each avatar's personality. Right. So because sure. in in they say it in both Korra and in uh, 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 Avatar that it's you know the the. Um, element that's the most opposite of their personality is going to be the hardest one for them to learn which is why mm. air or earth is the hardest for Aang. um ang and even though she's a waterbender cora's hardest is air because she is oh. stubborn and hard-headed and, and she's not spiritual knows, in that sense yeah she's not spiritual in that sense so she has a harder time with that so it's not opposite of their specific that element. It's sense. opposite of the personality. Yeah, because it's right. it's more about who you are, which I like. At first, I thought it was opposite of your sign. That's what um, I thought, too. Your element, but it's opposite of your personality, I, which they say it early in Korra and they say it in Avatar. So I'm now into like this. The, I'm still in the first season of Korra right now. So mm-hmm. hearing it fresh, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, okay. but I think cool. yeah, it, it makes yeah. sense that they learn these things in specific order yeah. to teach them control of that of, of the next thing that they're about to learn. Because yeah. if Aang yeah. didn't learn how to fully control earthbending and conquer his earthbending, yes. like he wouldn't be ready for firebending because he wouldn't yes. have that confidence. Yeah, he, I would. He totally approached firebending like like uh, like he was like, let's go. Like, like now we're ready. Like, like now we're ready. Yeah, like, like, now, like stand your ground. Like I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, what a great episode. Yes, Shifu Hotman. <laughs> Shifu Hotman. Oh All right, let's go. We're moving I, on. We I wanted go. more training episodes what, what, and like what, philosophy what, of bending and the mentality. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. But it, 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 season one ends with one of the more um, with, with the episode where the water bending master, where Ka, uh, Katara is trying to learn from um, Paku uh in in the end and she he won't train her because was the girl essentially she's a woman right and <laughs> so it's it's great guitar episode yeah it's a wonderful episode all around which i think it's crazy because like it was written in what 2005 or even right. pre that and it's still sure. so so relevant now for equality and like breaking down these social barriers and it's uh, it's just amazing to like see that and be so poignant in a show that's you know shown for kids especially to really give it to them early and then they can grow up as a more well-rounded human being especially knowing where like katara started at that point as a waterbender to where she we all know eventually she ends up considerably maybe one of the best art to not take she is the best she might be that you've seen maybe you know maybe it's hard to say Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. she might be one of the best waterbenders we've ever seen so it's interesting to see that you know and so it's yeah it's great to I, see I, I do not understand the hate for katara 
I get triggered. There's no I, hate for Katara for me. I, well, on and the online community, she gets kind of she gets shit on. Sometimes. I mean, she's a little preachy from time to time, but I mean, she yeah. You, you I, need she, a but they have they compass. make fun of that on their own. You, you need that. Yeah, they yeah, do. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why it's like it's part of the character progression, which is like half of what we love about. Actually, it's ninety percent of what we love about this show is just the character progression because it's so lacking in so many other shows. Yes. Um, and, Let's it, progress. and it ends with what's his name? Uh, what's that guy's name? Um, General Zhao. Uh, oh, Zhao. 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 Fucking Ang just destroys this dude and grabs him off a bridge and sucks him into the ocean. And you're like, all right, that guy's—he yeah. just murdered someone on a child. Yeah, show. Admiral Zhao. Spoilers. He's not dead though, right? Spoilers. He's not. He makes a cameo later. We'll get to dead. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get yeah. to that later. Um, okay, so then we go into season two, arguably my favorite season of the, of the show. Um, the pace picks up so quick right off the bat. Um, you've got, and I'm just going to go over a few of them. We can kind of go uh, over these as we like. Um, you we'll start set off the with Avatar State, which is not my, not my absolute they favorite. They want to go back and, to Boomy. <laughs> Let's just get yeah. to that. Which the is idea like, is, yeah. is they're trying to get back to Boomy to uh, Omashu to get so that because he has episodes. to learn in that order, he wants yeah. to get back to Boomy so he can learn Earthbending. That's the idea. The best one of the one of the best episodes, and it's the Cave of Two Lovers, and it's the path they take to get there. Is this your episode and of the season? It's it's so. Are no, you calling it? it, it no, I, it's not my favorite, but it's <laughs> it's the one that all of us. All of us will have ingrained in our heads and minds for like all of eternity. Yeah, because it gives us secret tunnel. Lovers. Love it. So, and Never I turn that into like everything. Anytime there's girl, she'll leave you broken hearted. Anytime there's something secret, it becomes that tune secret to whatever tunnel. it is. I have to say, I was not a huge fan of that episode uh, initially. Uh, sure. I, I would say you guys kind of brought that around and made me kind of like just embrace the goofiness instead of, uh, you know, be anti-goofiness. And oh, that let the occasion get you that, down. That, show, that uh, episode uh, is like yeah. a callback to the Adrian first season, you know, because Wait, what do you mean? because it's like the first season had more lighthearted episodes kind of like that and yeah. more one-off episodic episodes. And for leading up to that kind of point, like things kind of were serious and they needed like kind of a release where it's like, we're going to have a goofy episode, you know, like yeah. one where but Sokka's still, just like... <laughs> they, it's goofy, but it still manages to like bring some serious issues to light. Like, sure. you know, like war. emotions and, and not hiding from your emotions and, and recognizing yeah. and, that war is a thing in life a, and how you can kind of cope with it it's and a huge build your step. own sanctuaries. Oh, I want oh, to talk amazing. about something. Um, when Nickelodeon uh, aired the episodes, like after they initially aired, they aired them occasionally with um, these kind of like video pop-ups. Yeah, or like little yeah, commentary. Yeah, Do you fun. remember those? Oh, okay, yeah, so used to air, so and uh, in that episode, there is like the scene where we don't know what happens between Aang and Katara, and <laughs> Brass machine. The, like the lights go out, the candle goes out, and we don't know if Aang and Katara kiss each other. And the funny pop up for that scene is like the only person to know is Appa, and he's not telling anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Appa's uh, the only one that knows if they ever kiss there, and he's not going to say anything to anybody. <laughs> Because he witnessed it. I have real life love for Appa. I've got a stuffed Appa around here somewhere. I love downstairs. Appa so much. He has so much character 
and I, he's just so personality for a guy who doesn't say so, anything you know <laughs> dude, i know he's so fuzzy i oh god i love Appa so much i'm i love him i'm a momo guy i would love to just just chill with momo all the time he's just a, a weird the dynamic quirky, duel. yeah they're good together the dynamic um, duel. and later in in this episode in this season i think is when we get uh um Face off between this them? one, the hallucination. Oh no, is that off? season? Is that season three? That's season three. That's season three. That's in the um, oh, yeah, when the they have the black sun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, no, my yeah, the oh, God, I love this fucking show, man. Um, <laughs> so much. It's you like got, half of what we're doing here. We're like, ah, oh, man, ah, oh, so good. Oh. <laughs> All right, slice. Um, what's your what's your episode? Brass, Brass machine yeah. gets it. He understands. What's your um, episode? Brass is Brass is the man uh i there's no i wish i was wearing the shirt there's no doubt in anybody's mind that my favorite episode is the blind bandit hands down it brings I mean, in one of the best characters uh, one of my favorite characters just it creates a whole well, it, it it's not just about favorite character it rounds out the group it really 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 does like that mm -hmm. fourth member really kind of keeps it you know uh uh grounded and and makes the show whole for me like yeah. it, it wasn't missing anything but it just got so much better because but one you got you got you got great great comedic timing with every blind joke that comes up into that into that show and there one <laughs> happens like, in that hey, right at the end of the that. episode where they were just like toss oh, the like yeah i'd like my belt back tosses the belt to her just right on her head and, and so, he's like Sorry, we all talked we like, decided pre-show like so who we're gonna kind of focus on and i said my character was tough yeah right because so hard it's very like difficult for you to have a character who's introduced after the second season to be mm. so well received a lot of shows whether it's yeah. animated shows That's or true. real life shows or whatever the person who's introduced to kind of round off the group in the second season or a following season who's trying to fit into that group is always so incredibly difficult to be well received and many times yeah. it might not even work True. out you know it's very rare it work out. But a lot of times it that. don't work out so I, the fact I that they talk was so like, well received as a, a character introduced after the first season after the core set of people and you're like here we're just going to add another person to this core group is like very difficult to pull off and the fact that they did it is like just goes to show how much people love her as a character you know and how much she progresses as a character and it's funny it's ironic because what's funny is is that like she's so difficult to friend from who they thought they were going to introduce to the group and the fact that they made her completely opposite of what they thought they were going to do you know this like powerful girl in a tiny little package you know and she's the youngest out of all of them which is yeah. just so funny but anyways i didn't even realize that george until you said it whenever yeah. they do introduce character into a show it's a huge risk it's a huge risk and like i never even it, you're just supposed so to like well. accept to like this new person who's made put in the right. group and you're like it doesn't always work out and, sometimes it's a love right. interest sometimes it's like uh you know uh, yeah. just like some random person they pick up it's very difficult <laughs> she fits so well she made me forget that that's usually a problem yeah. and she just fit like as from a dynamic perspective you didn't know she was dynamic. missing until right. she got and I didn't there. think I was missing any exactly. I was gonna say when, when Tim was saying that earlier, like I didn't think I was missing anything until she's introduced. I'm like, oh, we were. We were missing this kind of like tough like character who, you know, 
learns to love like the, like the rest of them, and she fits the group dynamic so well. And plus, they kind of needed they needed some muscle, and Toph is muscle, muscle man. Uh, you don't, oh, yeah. they, they don't really show it that often, but like once in a while, you'll get like a close up of your arms. You're like, geez, like this twelve year old is ripped. <laughs> Yeah, if they, if they do an IRL, they're gonna sure. need to find some like gymnast or some like girl who's like super fucking like toned and ripped to play that girl. Because yeah, like a martial uh, I mean, arts, pro- to, you know, they'll find a like, nice little martial arts prodigy to play her. Totally. Get uh, uh, get get the get the kid from uh, um, Game of Thrones. Ah, she's probably too old by this point. Toast. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, yeah, that'd be good. I, you know, it's my it's name's really tough because it sounds like tough. Yeah, <laughs> my name's tough because it sounds like tough. It's season two. It's it's kind of the tough show, uh, and I don't think that's. I mean, not really, but season it's, two it's, and three. It, it's there's nothing wrong three, with it though. Season three is not the tough show. No, no. And, and we'll talk about that. But um, show. I think she takes the she takes a huge backseat in season three. It wasn't as bad as I remembered it, but I remember being like, man, she's like barely in this. What's your season. favorite? So, what's Smetch's favorite episode for? Yeah, I what mean, is your favorite so, episode? So, so I mean, we're gonna talk aside about from Blind Bandit. because like if you know if you know us three, we're former wrestling fans. The Blind Bandit is a wrestling show. Which which like, the Blind me, Bandit is. Uh, who's the Watch character's her. name? The Pebble. No, the the Boulder. Boulder. Is, who is a play on the Rock, voiced by his former tag team champion partner Mick Foley, which is just like it's my like, favorite. Like you're just like that just got amazing. meta. Like Dude, so, like good. you're like what? Like it's mankind doing an impression of the Rock going. The Boulder is gonna put a rock in your face or whatever the hell he said. It's Her so in the dirt. And, and then water try, the, dude. When they do the, it's the it's the adventure of the water try. Like <laughs> that show water has try. everything. It has the people who don't even know what's going on, like guitar. Like this is so weird. You guys are crazy. And then it cuts to soccer. Like yeah, we. And then there's the heel guy that comes out, and it's Fire Nation dude fire nation yeah. net or whatever he's waving the flag he starts singing the f- he's like fire nation but yeah. they're booming the heel it's it's, it's, it's a rude song, dude. wrestling <laughs> and then they <laughs> they boo ang and so i was like don't boo him yes. <laughs> boo no talking yeah it's great it's so good um it's been hard not to talk about that episode but but that episode aside which i'm sure we're gonna talk about a little more uh it's it's gotta be um the training episode uh sifu sifu hard work hard work Uh, it's it's such a good is that what it's called hard work bitter 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 work bitter work it's such a good i love it when they talk about the philosophy of bending in this show and how it doesn't just apply to it applies to everything and like there's a whole mentality thing for ang overcoming that oh. and it, i almost wish they explored that a little so more with other elements i know i almost there's just they touch on it a little bit um but it's when we get it it's just this great little nugget of like wisdom and like philosophy in the show and uh the actual episode itself kind of drags a little bit you know <laughs> a good portion of it Sokka is just talking to this little oh it's so good no it's it good. doesn't it's drag at all it, it's, it's just kind of like perfectly. it's like i was happy and then it's just Sokka just like hey hey little guy yeah you're cute all right sorry for wanting to eat you earlier meat. i mean it's... <laughs> if you let me out i will give up meat and sarcasm and that's pretty much all i have going for me i'm Sokka, the meat and sarcasm guy like it's just so good they Amazing just sarcasm guy. They, uh, they they do it. 
Oh, a brass machine avocado yes. toast. Like they, they're bringing up the the, the one yeah, person we, haven't, we haven't said yet. who I'm I'm shocked is mm-hmm. Uncle Iroh, who is the backbone of this show. The late great Mako, who was the voice, which is a great tribute in Korra that one of the main characters' names is Mako. So um, divine, so fun fact. so slow. <laughs> Like, make you cry. I can't. I cry every time I watch I that episode. Tales of Boston is a great, great episode. But so fun fact. So if you if you don't, by all means, this is us talking about it. There is an official Avatar podcast with oh my god, I can't remember her name, but the voice of Korra and Dante Bosco, uh, who is Zuko. They uh, host the show and they break down episode by episode. And they have they talk to the creators. They talk to all these different people. Um, uh, Dante, who voiced Zuko, actually has worked multiple times with Mako in the past, so they got to work together on this again. Uh, and and he just like he has nothing but like praise to say for this guy. So if you get a chance, oh God, um, right. Avatar: Braving the Elements is the show. It's wonderful. You get some really deep insight. It's way deeper than we can go on this one. Um, but I, like the fun fact, Appa was based off of a manatee. Like if you watch the show, like if you look at a manatee, like seriously, uh, Mike, I can see uh, it. Mike, see? what's his name? DiMartino, like his favorite animal is a manatee. And so they're like, well, the way he moves, the way he flies through the air is the way a manatee swims through the ocean. I'm like, that's fucking amazing. There's, there's a whole bunch you'll learn. It's a wonderful podcast. Um, uh, it's, you can find it everywhere. Um, but I'm changing uh, my answer. Iro, right? Yeah, I'm changing it to the tales of Bossing Say and Iro. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful. It's so powerful. I, like, I don't know about you guys. When you go back and watch, like, you know, like, name a Pixar movie you cry at. Uh, you know, I say it's them. Yeah, I mean, revisiting them, it's never quite the same as when you first watched it. Every time I watch Iro's tale, I'm like, I'm like, like holding my body together from like full on sobbing. Uh, yeah. It's just such a beautiful moment, and I, I think I, I, we have to confirm this or not. I think that was the last episode he recorded. Like, in uh, the- it was the last one he recorded, but he's, they didn't. Rec- I don't think they recorded him in order because he, he does. I think appear in the last episode or two. But it yeah. was recorded before that. But yeah. this is definitely the last season that he is the voice. Also, right. fun fact, the guy who replaces him replaces him in other animated shows that he was the voice of. He was the voice of the, the villain in Samurai Jack. It's the same actor that replaced him in, as the villain in Samurai Jack. Really? Oh, yeah. Man, so, so, like, there's nothing but respect. I mean, it's a white dude, but it's nothing but respect because yeah. he really, like, he did his best and he cares about the actor I mean, and the character. I don't know about you guys. I didn't really notice a difference until someone. It's a big difference. It out. I mean, there is a difference noticeably now, but I didn't know that the first time watching the this show. Time. And I and it he pulled it off. I think for the most part. I mean, I this did go not talking, but it's still pretty good. I, I think. I definitely I, when season three came on, I definitely was like. I'm like, it's, he just sounds different. Like he's just, mm-hmm. oh, he got older. Well, you know, that's what I assume. He assumed. went through a transformation. You know, he's yeah, like all so, and shit. So I don't know, man. So I figured, yeah. But yeah. I didn't know it was a completely different actor. So yeah. Um. Uh, let's let's break down a, a couple of these other ones that I can think I say mine seen. real quick before we get to. Oh it? yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot about George. That's okay. 
I want to. Oh, and I also I have a toss away. Obviously, my kind of my favorite. It's not my favorite per se. Favorite like, I don't know. Okay, I'll say it. The one that I'm thinking that comes to mind, kind of whole season's great, but the one that I think really comes to mind is Zuko alone. I knew George yeah. was going to pick that one. It's, good. it's a good episode. Yeah. When you look at the list of episodes, every episode is really great. And another one that really comes to great as far as like action is obviously the drill. Now, you don't want to talk, but as far as like overall best episode and what really propelled the show to another step, like big step in many ways was Zuko alone, which is interesting Ford. because it's an episode that they actually do a rift on later on in Legend of Korra. So, but yeah. we'll get to that later. But Zuko alone oh, yeah. is um. It's 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 slurry I, I, I love I love Zuko alone because it, it's it's such an interesting episode because uh, for those of you guys who also are like geeks and nerds out there is like another show the three of us love and have in common is like Battlestar Galactica and Battlestar Galactica in the second season had an episode which was from the perspective of the Cylons. And for that episode yeah, changed episode. The, the changed the view of the way you looked at the show as a whole because it brought in yeah. this totally different perspective. And Zuko alone, I think, was when you really, really started to see... You always you always knew there was going to be this pivot. But this is like... Zuko alone was the point where you're like... You really kind of like got to see like it from his perspective and be like... Like yeah. inside this boy who's still he's still a boy call it what you want he's still a boy like there's this so much angst and heartache and it's yeah in the beginning it felt like it was a caricature in a trope but the truth of the matter is, is he's dealing with a lot of fucking heavy shit like you learn about his family dynamic you learn about this sister who was just like a fucking psychopath and let and be and how he's a product of like of of who he is so i think zuko alone um really without that episode i don't know if we would feel for zuko the way that we end up developing for feelings for him so it it's also like the first time zuko tries to do things the way he thinks his uncle would want him to do it without his uncle being there to guide him because like he's alone he's in that he's in that um earthbending uh, uh village yeah. town and village and he meets that kid and they you know he meets he really those soldiers who to, are like shitty soldiers you he, know like he defends someone other than something that like it, it's not about him when he's doing it you know he he of course at the end of the episode he brings it back around like because it's a, a little a little ego into it to kind of like win the fight and like not get beaten down but like it's his first moment where he's he's becoming a public defender, you know, like taking after this family and, and trying to help this town yeah. a little bit. And and he still has some work to do. And, you know, he still kind of is a little hot headed by the end of it. But it 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 also shows I think it kind of it it's great because it if it were to just progress forward, you may end up with Zuko earlier uh, wanting to join and, and finding his way and not having as much struggle. But it. When the kid rejects him after, when the whole town rejects him after he finds out he's an earth or a firebender, really gave him a whole lot more perspective, and 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 it it stunted his uh, growth as a character a little bit because he was like, oh, I'm always going to be something that these people hate. I'm an earthbender, exactly. or, or I'm a firebender, and the world hates us right now. Yeah, like, his reputation will always precede him. Even those people exactly. in the Earth Kingdom who who have every reason to dislike his father know that he's the disgraced son of the Earth of the Fire Lord, who his own father was the one. Everyone knows his own father is the one who did that to his face. Everyone, you know? Yeah. It's like to live with that shame 
and to not even have your enemies know that shame and that hurt it, it it's it's like imagine that as a, like a 16 year old 15 year old boy like yeah. i mean he went from having the love of his mother for many years to all of a sudden her being gone uh mm -hmm. and he had to grow up super fast and that mm -hmm. had a lasting impact on him and a real real uh funny enough real witcher vibes uh in this episode you know yeah. he kind of like saves everyone and uh they all even though they he, turn on him yeah they turn on yeah. him and it's uh, or like a wolverine kind of thing maybe too uh yeah. he it's a uh, it's 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 real it's not the most fun episode um but it is arguably the most important episode for him i mean he brings up later on when they when he's talking to the the, the fire nation council and he's saying the world hates us yeah i've seen it firsthand like none of you know like you think we're all just great here sitting in our room like we're doing great things that's not how we're viewed and that is so that's an important part of him for eventually becoming spoiler alert like the leader of the fire nation already having what? arguably more arguably having more wisdom than anyone else in that room at the pri at the full age of 16 or whatever and uh just you know um and another anyway i'm getting ahead of myself but uh it's a it's a great episode for zuko uh yeah. who we all agree has maybe the greatest character arc um ever mm -hmm. And, and and I would say um, another good character uh, piece, not for for Zuko, but for uh, Sokka. I feel um, it's not the the his best best, but um, the desert or no the Sorry, library. Toast. I didn't mean to spoil. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Um, spoil a almost fifteen fifteen year old show. Um, the library, uh, for me is a great episode and Sokka really gets to kind of drive home. Like, you know, he, he really is the idea guy. He's the planner. He's not, he's like an unofficial kind of leader in a sense, you know, Aang is like the one who is like destined and everything. But if there was someone who has to like lead as a group, I feel it's, it's Sokka. Who's the one who's taking on all this stuff mm -hmm. and, and really making sure that, um, you know, they're, they're staying on a plan and they're doing everything and they really they drill into that at the beginning of this episode because it's all about like he wants to stick to plan and like there's no time for vacations and blah 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 blah. no dilly dallying or lolly no dilly yeah <laughs> but, that's what um, he suggests that they eat while they poop <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which is just ridiculous um but no it's, lollygagging. it's it's just good to see him kind of uh justified in like what he was saying you know because like he was for the first season like chauvinistic misogynist um like men are the best i'm a good leader and fighter warrior i have to be the strongest i have he shows some you know he's taking initiative he's he's using um logic and reason as opposed to emotions and everything letting him drive him so it's it's great to see where he is at this point in the show and you know we're halfway through this season and he's already like someone uh that that now that they get this information they take him a little bit more seriously and and and, and he still gets to be too. still gets to be Sokka who right. is just amazing and hilarious and can do all the things which But he I, had flaws and he worked on them mm -hmm. and he became a better person. I think that's something much better. is lost on a lot of shows. I feel like people are just kind of 
inherently good or bad lately and it's it's so it's a great thing to even have a you know a bad person learn about something good or become better or you know if a good person learn become worse or something i, I think yeah. it's i think that's uh, something that's lost and i it's in a show that came out a kids program in 2005 this show still is ahead of its time uh, yeah and it's amazing and that's and like if you go back like speaking of to your point which is a great point that like characters like too many shows and people and characters don't have enough progression where they learn from their mistakes and and it's seen later in the show it may be like referenced but it's never like used like you watch i've rewatched friends like for the third or fourth time and like they're the worst fucking people on the planet like they they do horrible things to each other and like they just they don't learn they stay the same and they keep thinking that they're just gonna do what they do and they're they're the best people that they've ever met and it's amazing but they're not same thing with like seinfeld like there's no character progression in those shows granted they're sick in the beginning shit at the end yeah (laughs) just horrible horrible human beings um but like you see something like this which is for children those shows are for adults you know and this has so much more sustenance to it substance something you can grab onto and really like find and use like in your daily life and and take these morals and values and apply them to everything we do now and it's 15 16 17 years later it's just brilliant fucking writing and i couldn't be more excited to to get more from them in their in their new network and everything like that so and i've read a bunch of the comics and and all the behind the scenes so like i haven't finished all of it so i don't know what happens to it zuko's Zuko's mom (laughs) but um, so we're getting to the end of this season uh where where we've they did the library they did the desert which is like you know this two episodes really change ang and and drive him down, uh, which I feel is a big turning point. You need to be driven down to really kind of find who you are to become someone better because he loses Appa. And mm. it is you don't realize like how big of, of an MVP moments. you don't realize how big of an MVP Appa is until yeah. he's gone. Because you don't realize this guy has been literally carrying them like from one end of the planet to the other yeah. this whole entire Maybe, time you know uh physically and a little bit emotionally yeah. as well yeah for a lot it's of like, you didn't it's realize like you how comforting and then you don't yeah you don't realize how comforting it's been to have him just literally carry you from one end of the pole to the he literally has carried them from one end of the planet to the other in one season and then without them they were completely lost they couldn't get across a continent to yes. save their lives Appa is the real mvp and yeah. he it's i I loved Appa from the beginning. I just, I don't know. I felt like a, yeah. like a, I don't, I've never felt a, such a strong connection to like, not just something that isn't real, but like this made up character. That's a, a cartoon character. That's an animal. It, it was a strange thing for me. And I was sad and I was heartbroken when that, that scene of him being hauled away is, was, I don't want to say traumatizing, but it was really, really sad. And Pretty traumatizing. I was, yeah. I, I was kidnapped you know, an animal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was with Aang. I was, I was not, you know, they're like, Aang, you need to calm down. I'm like, no, don't calm down. Like, fucking be pissed. Like, mm-hmm. he's your buddy and he was doing all the work and he was doing everything. And I, I, yeah, so I, mm-hmm. I definitely was mirroring. Uh, Aang's reaction to the It's whole a good episode. It's actually a it. great episode interaction between like um between Toph and like and Aang's relationship as well, you know. The fact that they're not just friends but they're also master and and you know, it's like and teacher in many ways. It's like 
it's an interesting episode because you know uh Toph is as the new member has always had a tough time fitting in and it's like right. angst threw that in her face like oh right. you never liked appa blah 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 and like yeah. you don't enjoy flying which is our like main mode of transportation was the first time yeah we see a real role reversal between yeah. the two instead of ang you know ang usually being the yeah. calm cool-headed one him yeah, Not and Toph being, being like, what do you yeah. think? Like, I wouldn't do that. Like, she was like, she tried her best, you know, but she couldn't she save did. them. And we it all was, know it, that. It was a hard choice, you know, and you saw I mean, how she saved their lives. She was. You know what I mean? Exactly. And he just wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, exactly. Moment, and so it's a very, yeah. I love that moment because that's such a real, um, a human moment. Yeah, a human yeah. moment. And like the confrontation of it is something that I don't know if a lot of, uh, children's shows would be willing to put that kind of confrontation where you put somebody right. a child in such a, a a strange moral dilemma because there's no right choice for her there she either yeah. goes after appa and then like risks letting the rest of the yeah. team die or she saves the team and hopes to god they can find appa later on you know it's like I mean, she made the right it call. split I it mean... was a split second decision too you know she like she couldn't do anything she was trying you know and it's like a rock yeah, and hard place is not a decision they usually show in a children's show, and that and that's a, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that it's, was a, it's very a good great decision. moment for Ka for Toph as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, showing she was she, I was getting hauled away. She's like crying. She's like, I'm sorry, but you know, she's yeah. and she gives a shit. You know, even though it's mm-hmm. not even like one of the people she's with, it's just an animal of like a mm-hmm. pet of one of the people she's with. She mm-hmm. doesn't even like getting on. She hates getting on up. Yeah, <laughs> but she but she was heartbroken, and yeah. you could see that. Like, I mean, if she wasn't, I mean, fully in before, she was in fully at that point, and she was gonna go with them no matter what they had to do or where they had to go and. <laughs> I think you kind of were toying with that for like a yeah. portion of the season. You know, is she going to piece? You know, we knew she wasn't, but it still is an important part of her character mm. progression. Also, cactus yeah. juice. Cactus, obviously. I was like, we can't the cactus juice. Can't find out the cactus juice. Saka and the cactus well, juice. <laughs> we have to talk about the last two episodes, mainly okay, the yeah. last one. But you've got you've got the Guru and then Ugh. Crossroads of Destiny, and the Guru Ugh. is a great one. Going back to what we started talking about in in season one, which you know it's like we were talking about it like a year ago, it was twenty minutes. Um, we it it's Ang going through the steps to unlock his chakra and oh, getting to that gross. getting to that final one. He has some issues with some of the other ones, and even one of them was like, "Huh, that opened more like a." like a babbling brook and we wanted a river but you know and um <laughs> yeah 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 but and plus like onion juice and bananas and bananas, onion juice what in the actual where where is that is that a thing is, I, I don't know it's so random but you get to that last chakra where he has to release himself of his earthly possessions and the one thing that he clings to is katara and you know, loving Katara and having these emotions for her, and he's like, "Why is that bad? Why is having like four chakras ago that was the best thing yeah. on earth?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 And again, it brings it around to the to the balance of who the avatar has to be. Like it, it, and he does kind of. If I'm assuming, like the way it was before and the way it is now, like he kind of changes the way things are done. Like he's like, I'm going to still do this, but I'm going to keep and hold on to my emotions for, for her. But like, you see that like, you know, obviously uh, avatars have loved in the past. Otherwise, you know, some of these people wouldn't exist. I mean, hell they're fucking Zuko and Aang are technically related. So, um, right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget about that, which, which no, is a I great do episode. I forget about that frequently. Yeah. Um, but like it, it, him wanting it, it so it, it inevitably he says, no, I'm not going to let go of Katara. And he, he blocks the chakra and he can't get into the avatar state until he releases it. It's not completely, it's weird because he says it's locked forever. But then like in the next episode, mm-hmm. he just goes into like meditates and then is like, I'm sorry, Katara. And he does the whole thing, which that episode alone, like again, great character development for Katara and for Zuko. Great they're action. That, oh, they're in that prison. They're in that the little beautiful like beautiful action crystal room. Tights, crystal With the river oh, of water. And like you see the vulnerability. She unleashes. Zuko. It's so good. Oh my god. It's just it but like the prison when they're talking, like and and how she's about to use that water from the South Pole, uh North Pole, wherever. Uh, to heal Zuko's face because he found she finally realized that it was his father that burned him. Like they didn't know this, they didn't mm-hmm. know anything about this character going into it. And you kind of have that moment of like she's letting her trust on, and like he he by the end of the episode he's given a choice where it's like you can go with your psychotic fucking sister Azula, or you know go and make your own destiny. And he sees the she's quick crazy, out. and she needs yeah. to go down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's also great like, because it's uh, one of the first times you see ta- with uh, you see Ira with Aang, which I care to say probably uh, is a, okay. a lifelong friendship later on. You have to assume, yeah. right? Probably like yeah. great that, friendship absolutely. later on, and so. It's great because you see the begin, like you see how these two people who are so lovable, like are on quote unquote, have been on opposite sides kind of yeah. this whole time, and how like, how like could they they're possibly so be on other sides. Yeah, like, how could they possibly be on opposite sides? And it's so great to see that interaction, you know, between yeah. the two. And you know, it's it's, it's it's what's funny is is that their interaction is something so mundane as almost to the point where it's like, yes, it's a spiritual question that he's asking Iroh for wisdom but in many ways it's as simple as like love advice and it's like relationship advice you know it's yeah. like do i life advice about relationships and the he in many ways um i think imparts on ta- on ang that like you know there is nothing wrong with like what you're going through and there's nothing wrong with thinking selfishly to a certain extent and i think you're wise to to think about yourself as well you know and it, it i think lifts some of the burden off of ang to an extent, I love fucking Iro. Um, yeah, so and great. A, great, a great moment in George's favorite episode of Zuko alone is that's the, that's the second episode we have Toph, and Toph actually like storms off in that episode mm-hmm. because she's like not she's carrying I carry my own weight and blah mm-hmm. blah you know that whole argument and she runs into Iro and she has no idea who they are and they have nope. this wonderful conversation and she gives he them serves some, her some tea advice. oh the tea and it's great and like it, it goes to show that like and we'll get to this again later but like Toph is the only one in this group that can see people for who they actually are because mm. she doesn't judge them by what they look like and mm. and you know who, like she doesn't she doesn't know who Iroh is when she, she just knows this kind of man helped him Ev- helped everybody him. else will know who he is just by seeing him for the most yeah. part you know not everybody but he has a reputation like, yeah so it's 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 a beautiful moment for for Toph and it comes up in this episode that we're talking about now and it comes up in the episode god so many what in in uh Lake Laogai it comes up in like all of these different episodes um that one moment that is like 20 seconds long in the show is like such a huge impact on Toph as a character, uh, which which I loved. 
But, um, and so tw- what 20 seconds is a big deal for her when she's having tea with Iroh. Oh, okay. And so we get to, seconds. it was a super short scene, but Sad. we get, we get to that, uh, uh, Zuko makes his decision. Aang enters his, uh, to the avatar state and bursts out of his little crystal bubble that he's in and is about to just rain hell on everybody. And Azula, being the fucking mastermind that she is, basically just... Waited. Zip! Yeah, yeah. She, she waited and just destroyed him. We didn't, we didn't really touch on Azula. Like, yeah. as great as like having a character that's introduced in the first mm. season, who's like, in the second season, that's like part of the core group. Another difficult part is, is like a new villain, a new like yeah. antagonist to drive it. And you didn't realize, like you knew that, you know, like Zuko is like child's play compared to like how, how like Azula is just like another notch. Everything about the season took it up another notch, whether it's action, oh whether God, it's yeah. character development, but like even the antagonist, the now the new main antagonist, takes it up a notch he i would say she's almost twice as like yeah. of a threat as zuko ever was she you know like so compared to zuko you're almost too. like well, are you even trying like are you even <laughs> yeah, trying <laughs> she makes him look like he's like half yeah like are you even yeah. trying and you can understand like that 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 relationship she has with zuko is like it's so beautiful like it, it's part it's- of the the character development of both of them is is great. So I think well, one thing I did want to touch on before we move on is uh, the in terms of fandom and shipped couples who don't get together. The hands down the most shipped couple on this show that does not get together is Zuko and Katara. Like it's Zutara. not even a, yeah Zutara or 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 Katarko. Um, Zutara. I, that up. I don't know. We'll, we'll do. It. We'll go with the first one. Um, but uh, it's well, that's what they call it. That already. every time, every time I watch the show, I buy into it just a little bit more. Now, my love for Aang still trumps everything. My love for Katara, and I think they're just they're too adorable together. But the ingredients are there, and it's. Uh, I think they purposefully, from my perspective, avoid kind of like a lot of like scenes together because i think even the creators felt a connection between these two characters especially because of the scene they have where she almost uses the water to heal his scar uh, yeah. a huge moment uh and then you know obviously the betrayal and like but that that all could have come back around and i could see a world where those two got together i i, I still am not a fan of like whatever may's cool and all and but she's that I, I still don't feel that May was the girl like for Zuko. I, I it like was them. fine. They pulled it off barely, but like it just it felt like it didn't something didn't it was alright. It was everyone else, you're like, yes, they work. Yes, they work. And you get to them, you're like, Yeah, okay. That's I mean, they you work. Know. They just sort of like categorized them and put them together, you know, yeah, like, like it, personalities. It it didn't feel completely right, but that's only because you're comparing it to some really great, yeah. you know, couples. And um, anyway, that's all that I wanted to say about that. All right, so Aang basically died. He died. He legit died. They mentioned it at the end of the episode. He said, oh, my God, I I didn't go down. I I didn't get hurt. I went down. I died. And then, like, something like that. And then she brings him back with the the spirit water. And then we have season three, which is just quite possibly, like, the heaviest season uh, that they put together uh, with just overall tone 
Um, yeah, they they really the drive into too. everything. Yeah, with uh, what's the first one we got here? It's the awakening after. I mean, yeah, Aang's trying to be Aang's trying to get back into the mode oh. he was, and he is, you know, he is uh he's he's Rocky after Rocky Four, you know, he's he's got damage, you know, he he's he can't get back into the fight just yet. He's no lost his mojo. He's lost his <laughs> mojo, dude. And he's trying to get it back and he's acting like he has it, but he doesn't. And that uh, an amazing moment that that I, when this show kind of like stepped it up a notch and which I didn't think was possible. When at the end of I think it's the first episode where he puts his glider into the volcano and it burns up, you're just kind of like, oh shit! Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this is things are changing, and you're still all in, but you're sad. I mean, me, you know, I'm I I love I always say I'd pick flight if I could have superpower, and airbending falls into that category. And just for me, I'm like, I'm like ah ah. You but thought they <laughs> were gonna get it. You thought that things could get low. But it didn't. You didn't realize how low it could get until you right. saw that, and you're like, "Damn, dude! Like, this is as low dude, as it's gonna get for here him." Here we go, man. Like, like he <sighs> he needs to slowly begin that climb back up again because it, it it almost seemed like like things were finally going his way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind I know. of. And it, it seemed like about... things were finally going his way, right. and then like know, he, he found finally, an like, bending master, and, like. And then, like, next thing you know, fucking bossing say falls, and you're like... Dude, and uh, season three, uh, I mean, season two as a whole, you're just so excited about everything. And I think there's a, it's got the light a little... I mean, even though it's more serious than the first season, there's, compared to the third season, it still has kind of a lighthearted uh, mentality about it. Two and is just Return instant, of the Jedi. Right, and it no, gets two so... Is... No, two is yeah, Empire. Yes, Empire. This two is, is Empire. Jedi, I mean, sorry. but it kind of... Fit the, like, it's like the moment of Return of the Jedi is, has such more lasting effects it feels like or i mean uh of uh empire, empire. but in any case uh i it i think the as a whole season two is is good but season three to me has just some standout episodes that i truly hard. enjoy hard to watch sometimes but the it's no. like the ones that are fun episodes i mean not like hard to watch but just like so much more serious in tone and so when we do get the little like moments of escape where they get to like mess around i think those moments in season th- three feel that mm-hmm. much more there, like oh we needed that like there's it, not it, as much really so, nice... like season two had like even like season two had like avatar day which we didn't talk about but like just like mm-hmm. goofy it, episodes it was, it was still good though it was still it was a great, great episode but it still had those goofy episodes i think the thing is is like by season three, the, sh- the, the showrunners out of handcuffs talking to the guys yeah. like you think so. Like the showrunners knew. <laughs> I think by the end of the season, like they knew that like they needed to wrap things up. Like yeah. things need to like end. Like storylines need service. to tie end, and like this is it. Like you know, that's why it's just us. Yeah, I know. Like those episodes, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, like so good had to go. <laughs> okay, They're, they could only put one episode that was like that. You know, and okay, we'll get to it. Let's go. So let's let's get into uh, it. So before we before three. we do ours, I want to ask. I want to ask. Really, it's just what there's. Uh, whoever's what listening and and watching along, brass machine avocado toast. Like whoever, I want to know what your favorite episodes are. Give me season two, and then give me season three as well. Put it down there, and we'll we'll talk about those as well. But um, this is a tough one for me, as Dan was saying, because there's just it the pacing of this season. 
is so much more intense than the first two and it, it's for me it's hard i love this season so much i love two but like you you're you're right like the more i talk about it the more i'm falling in love with season three than i am two even though like tough and it's light and it's funny and it's great which is like very much me but like i mean you this this season is all about character development and more specifically you get a lot of antagonist character development that you didn't get in the first uh in, in when they were around spe- specifically um azula uh ty lee and may you get a lot more character development from them you get uh, a t- this is the season of zuko like for sure it's it's Zuko and zuko's like coming around and entangling themselves within each other's lives it it, it really becomes that so like watch the show like right after this i know (laughs) so for for me it's hard to pick and 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 i'll i'll mention oh my god god this is rough one um it's it's okay there's two but one for story and development and the other one for just i love this fucking episode and it's the puppet master it's just Ooh. it's such an intense episode especially for katara mm-hmm. but like uh it it and, and like it's the only time they really did like anything themed almost like it came mm-hmm. out uh, uh november 9th 2007 so just after halloween so it's kind of riding the wave of fall and like being very dark and cryptic and she learns you know like the 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 next step really uh uh the next evolution of waterbending really you're like oh my god why didn't anybody think of that you know like right. you got the swamp benders who like bend the water in the vines and you can pull like she teaches her you can pull water out of the elements out of the trees out of them and use that itself and you then have, uh slurry bending Yep, slurry bending. <laughs> Bend the slurry, woman. Um, and then uh, you've got Bend blood bending, it. which is like insane because like you have complete control over somebody and their body, it's, and it's uh, it's a uh, huge violation of somebody's personal rights. I, and it if becomes... I was working in that, sorry, if I was working in that room of like pitching this, like executives, like I guarantee they're like. You want this for this kid show? Yeah, uh, bending blood of a human being? I don't know, man. Not, like that's no pretty scary. crazy. It's scary. Yeah, it's, it's scary. Uh, but they did it. I'm glad they did it because it kind of lays the foundation for just like learning about different types of bending. Uh, yeah, and, and extremes of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it 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 it's not it. My favorite for the the rest of the show, which is really has more impact on everything for me. Um, it's no i can't even i can't even it's too hard it's between ember nah, island yeah. players and the beach like those are oh i was gonna both say of those which two happen too. on ember island because I, those were my special two. place <laughs> yeah it's, it's the beach yeah. is so i have one other one so you All guys right. can talk about them i'll talk about the third one i have other ones too but go ahead yeah. talk Who about the got? beach we, and ember wait, island. We've got we can't not talk about ember island players uh arguably if i had to pick an episode we all universally like the most i would pick that one just because yeah. Yeah, how fun is that? How, how, why doesn't every show do this at some point? Like, I just An introspective is, episode, they, they give their that this is fan service to its fullest, but it's not, it's they're doing it because they want to do it and because they like doing it and they knew that we would love it and we did. And it was great. And they robbed, we were robbed of it, unfortunately, with Cora because of budget, you know, shenanigans. But, uh, I think that's what, what they were gonna do. Well, that that recap episode, whatever, in season four of Korra was, I bet you, I mean, I don't, this isn't confirmed, but George t- t- talked to me about this and said that they probably were going to do something like that. 
uh, for in the fourth. Instead, we have the episode where it's uh, it's uh, we could get Marco to it. We'll and, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll talk about we'll that. talk but about anyway, it. We'll get to it. Um, but it's it's a how fun is that to like see from an outside perspective? You know, stories being thrown told through intermediaries, and it's not tough. like full on accounts. It yeah, sounds like, like tough. Tough. I mean, you're just it's like people describing it to different people, and the, you know, the actual story of it gets lost, and you see what they perceive to be the truth, and it's a hilarious dude. It's such a fun thing to watch. I, but oh, it's man. also like one of the deeper episodes of the show because like it they they're 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 faced with everyone else's view of themselves and makes them rethink everything that they've done that, that except for Toph <laughs> except for Toph because she again is the only one that can really see clearly out of all of the group and can mm. like come to terms with everything that's happened whereas like everyone like which is my basis for this argument of her is because she's the one that confronts them with like look this is what it is like this is how you guys actually are i mean yeah they're character caricaturizations of them but like this is true like this is who we all are like and everybody's faced with that and gets to kind of really figure out who they are for these last what four or five episodes after that like you're you're right into the uh the finale here uh which is a four-part finale so like you're it, like to have the characters have that much introspective before oh my god we have to go like fight the fire lord and fight in the war and like do all this like that's not something that a lot of shows do they get that out of the way like you know that would be a season two thing where they can develop the character after that and then have them fight and and, and face the external demons but in this one it's like holy shit, like, you just questioned everything about, like, the relationship between Aang and Katara, like, Zuko's motivations and, like, how he feels and having, like, his biggest failures faced, like, right up into his face again, and he has to then go and fight his sister and, like... Sokka never getting just, over like, Suki. <laughs> Not Suki, yeah, getting like, over yeah. Yue. Like, all of these things happen, and then the like, biggest moment of their lives, the next few days. Like, it's just, right. that's, that's in... You don't see a lot of that, and I really commend them for can doing we, that and making it work. Can we also mm -hmm. go back to the beach? Because I feel like yeah, we should have done the we beach did. first. Like the end of the season. We should have. Well, I have to say, I think my actual pick uh, is the beach. Okay. Um, yeah. For so Lead many. I mean, I mean, because, okay, so you have you have uh, Embryon Players, which is, it's you know, it's a lot of it's entertainment, and it's just pure... You know, Sokka interacting with himself is some real meta shit. Saying jokes, I mean, it's just it's just full on geek out moment. And uh, but the beach is, I it made me long for more behind the scenes uh, of what was how they were all interacting. The fire, you know, it was Zuko and 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 Azula and and uh, Tylee and May, and it was a great little backdoor into seeing what how they interact and what their dynamic is and i it just made me want more i i how i mean so entertaining to see azula try to be a teenager <laughs> and like and interact with the like like laugh at his joke way too loud and like we will conquer the world like i mean it, it was it was a great it was great it, it was a great insight a moment into her and you see <laughs> that she, despite her ambitions which tower over uh everything that she wants to accomplish she she's still, still a does teenager on some yeah. level yeah wants to be a teenager on some level maybe a much smaller level than most 
but it's still there. And this is this may be the first time that we're going to disagree on this podcast, oh, and that's fine. Oh. First I time we're would... going to disagree. Not at all. <laughs> and, and on this show, as well. Oh, saying. okay. This, um, <laughs> this episode. I, I will die on this hill. I think Azula was not beyond redemption. No, I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with yeah? that. Okay. I think me and Tim have talked about it then, maybe. But, like, it's... Yeah, it's a tough the, one. If, if you're... If you... Before this episode, you're like, yeah, whatever. I'm with I See, the thing is, the main argument against that... Even Uncle Iroh says, no, she's crazy, and she needs yeah. to go down. Like, yeah. And it's like, if Uncle Iroh says it, you, I mean, that's pretty much it. That being said, going into this episode, I was of that mentality, and on the other side of this episode, I changed my mind. This episode single-handedly made me think that Zula could potentially be, maybe not good ever, Truly, but there was there's good in her, uh, and she I, you, could have been you some sort see of where she's coming her. from. Yeah, you see where right. she's coming from. You feel bad there's, and you feel empathy for her because she girl, grew up in the same household this, as Zuko. This girl didn't receive love from anyone. No, growing up, Zuko no. felt the it's her love own of his fucking mother. problem. Man, she she yes tormented no. that family, and her yes mother and no. tried to love her. You see the clips, and she tried to love her. She tried to show her the same, but she just it kept being a little crazy it, psycho. It wasn't person. all up to her mother. Her father could have stepped up too, but he didn't ever for anyone, yeah. and that's not her fault. Mm -hmm. There is there was a lot of lack of love that she felt. Uh, that led to her being who she was, yeah. and she still was a person at the end of the day, capable of love just as much as anyone else. But when you don't ever receive it or feel it, it's a hard thing to mm -hmm. practice. Yeah. And uh, all she needed, if they, she was ever going to receive any, would be, would be from this group. But she she never gets that chance. She's made her decision too quickly, too hard. Yeah, and mm -hmm. uh, that's it. But I mm -hmm. still love watching that episode. I'll uh, wonder to myself, what if? It's a great, you know, it's a great episode. That's like, great especially episode. that end scene, which is the four of them together. Like, that oh. is such an iconic picture, you know? Like, yeah, very um, Breakfast Club. Yeah, it, yeah. it is very totally. good. Totally. Totally. Um, I, I feel that she, and you're right, this is probably the only time we're going to disagree. I, I feel like that. I want, I really do want to agree with you. I do. I'm trying to like argue with myself in my head to be like, yeah, I feel like she, I, yeah, I don't think I can though, because she, she showed the slightest vulnerability, but I don't, I don't feel that was enough to bite for her redemption. And, and like she showed the jealousy for Tylee because Tylee gets all the affection um, from all the guys and everything like that and that was the moment where she tried to wanted to be a teenager and wanted to see what it was like to receive this affection and you could see that she in the moment she was very happy when she was on the balcony talking with that guy um and and she kind of let go for a second but immediately went back to like we're gonna rule the world and be the strongest powerful couple in the planet you know and like all that stuff like i feel it wasn't her this, talking though that was but i feel at talking. this i feel at this point in her life this is like this is where she is and this is who she is if this was like five years earlier there may have been a chance but where she is and the progression she's made to get to there i feel there's there's yes it was a moment that she wanted to feel she did it she's happy with it and now she's going to move on because she did feel the rejection that she got because you know she obviously went over the top 
um, and immediately put her back into the spot of like, let's just destroy everything. And, and, you know, if I can't be loved, then no one can just burn down the house. I don't hear her. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't think that that her father defines her. Um, but that's just me. And but but you make a great lesson. And, and I agree with you in every other aspect of life and, and everybody should find that their own voice and really kind of, you know, find redemption in their own way and, and not let anyone else define them. But, you know, for her, it's like, A, you need her to be the villain the whole show because she's sure. the most intriguing one because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you've got uh, Ozai, but he's really kind of like yeah. the shadows and pulling the strings. Yes. Yeah. And and Zook, uh, Azula really is the main attraction Antagonist. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the group, whereas like Aang's main uh, uh, source of angst is definitely Ozai. He's not as focused on Azula, whereas everyone else is. Yeah. So it, it it they did a good job of splitting that up. What um, do you think, George? Yeah. Um. What about what Azula or um not the the beach the episode or Azula? Okay, episode. Well, Azula's I agree with Dan. Beach actually. with Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. How'd you like uh, it? Beach is also <laughs> great. Um, I will say since you guys talked about the beach and Ember Island, which are my two, the two that I was gonna pick, I will talk about one that I think is uh, a very big step for this character, which is Sokka's master. Ooh. Oh, so good! Great um, which Great. with Sokka's master, if you guys didn't know, is is voiced by the guy who played the T one thousand in Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. What's his name? I don't remember his name. Yeah, he's in yeah. a lot of he's in a lot of movies and shows and voices, but he's it's pretty distinguishable. Um, I think it's interesting because um, on a, on the surface of of looking at the show from like an outside perspective, you think this is just like maybe a cartoon show about like martial arts and stuff like that. And martial arts, I think is a very big part of this, this whole show. And it, it, it's, it's kind of the undertone and it's almost the, the secondary art art in the sense that it's an animated show, but the, the second art behind it is the martial arts aspect of the show and how beautifully well done it is. And uh, Sokka's master I think what's amazing about it is it explains the philosophy of um, especially Eastern martial arts as and kind of in the sense of like a lot of the lessons that he learned um, was very, you know, karate kid-ish. But also um, the idea that like the, the style of martial arts doesn't belong to like one nation and one people, that it's meant to be shared, yep. like like all good art. Yeah. That like, God, love it. Kung so Fu cute. and being a master of something. Kung Fu is uh, Kung Fu is not martial arts. Kung Fu means to be a master of one's like art. You could be a Kung Fu whether Kung Fu can come from even making just a simple pot of tea. You're the best. Like there's some Kung Fu that needs to go into making a great pot of tea. There's some Kung Fu that needs to be going into making a great dish for somebody. Kung Fu is skill. It's mastery of one's art and skill and profession, you know? And this episode teaches the way that martial arts kind of transcends all different aspects of the show and life in general. And I think it's it was kind of an um an ode to the to the martial arts technical director who was in charge of the whole show. He actually is the person they model Pian Dao after. Um, he's the one who does all the martial arts for the show for them to do like drawings off of. He does all the sword fighting. He's the one who does all the firebending, all the different poses in the intro. It's all just one guy oh, with different forms of wushu and martial arts. And this was kind of their nod to like 
kind of their like they knew this is their last season this is kind of like their their big thank you to like the whole industry of martial arts and all the technical directors and martial arts direction being like thank you because like without that kind of like undertone of the show i don't think it would be where it is you know it's 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 what has kind of drove the show from the beginning to the end is that like they don't ever say it's like a show about fighting it's a show about martial arts but that's really like kind of the through line from the beginning is just this beautiful art that is so visually captivating you know so that's Sokka's master yeah. And for you, him, Sokka, like, I don't even need to talk about. For Sokka, it's such a validation, again, of so, so many things. It's when, I think, to a certain extent, when he takes that almost final step. Not quite, but almost that final step of, like, like I'm worthy. Like, yeah. I'm worthy. He's always been the yeah. leader, but he, it's like when he's, like, he felt like he was complete. You know, and when it's like, I'm worthy. That that you, fight he has against him uh, against him at the end to yeah. like, prove his worthiness, oh, whether it's it's so it's, it's arguably like I mean he's it, you kind of looks like he's losing the whole fight, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. He was figuring out a way to best him, and mm-hmm. he did. And that is like Sokka's like mentality mm-hmm. overall, almost like a Jackie and, Chan style fight to a certain extent. Yeah, sure. Hands just kind of like ah, just go until you can find your opening, and he that's what he did. he mm-hmm. he waited. That's Sokka. <laughs> no, um, but I mean, it was a great yeah. uh, soccer moment, and how yeah. kind of how he approaches battle. He's kind of like he looks like he's running around with a chicken with his head cut off, but he's like figuring he's running around figuring out the best oh, angle. Yes. Toast is right. That's the episode where Iroh starts lifting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And oh yeah, one, and then there's a uh, there's a pull up dude. Yeah, there's a I think oh, yeah. I think there's a cameo by Serena Williams in that episode. She because she yes, plays the prison she's guard. The, she's the guard. She's the she guard. Plays the guard yeah, which is great. Like, I think yeah. I think yeah. you should go home today. Take yeah, day off. yeah. Right? Oh, I wrote chills, like, dude. Getting, I, it's a great him getting jacked. Yeah. I mean, it was great. I mean, just like because we all love Uncle Arrow. Now Uncle Arrow is a fucking beast, even though he was always kind of a beast. But it's. Kind of the dragon of the West. I, he sees mm, the dragon the, of the West. He sees the transformation that his nephew was going through, and I think he used that as a little bit of motivation for himself. Like he he didn't need to go through a transformation, maybe on a mental level, but he knew that he was capable. If like if my nephew can go through what he's been through, I can do what I need to do to get out of here, and he yeah. does it like mm-hmm. no problem, and becomes like just a ripped like seemingly overnight but uh not really um but it's a kind of a nice to know everybody on both nephew and and uncle are going through a a transformation whether it be it's it's great it's it's, it's, i love like i love it when they tease miss moments because it's funny because it's like just when zuko finally makes that decision that he's gonna free his uncle his uncle's like are you out like his uncle's already escaped he's, man did he get right. out yeah wow. he's already escaped yeah. so it's 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 there's a lot of things going on yeah with that um, so episode the one other episode i wanted to mention uh i'm not gonna talk about it as much because i don't think it has as much depth but um just because i love ang and it's probably my favorite ang episode it's the one where he uh you know goes to school in fire nation oh i and love he it ha- and he has the dance the party uh, the yeah, you know, and you know the headband, the headband. The headband. and he has the, episode like, two. It's episode two, and he kind of has like that bully tries to like mess him up, and he just oh, he dances did. around him. He just doesn't so even good. touch him, and it's like he got in a fight. He's like this dude tripped himself, but it and he has the 
classic bully moment yes uh (laughs) um the the dance party is so great for so many reasons you get to see ang kind of cut loose uh you know put bust out you know show people who this fire nation has been so caught up and like i love my country and that is how this is all i will do to show the love of my country and like revisionist history yeah, like <laughs> gonna show people to have how to have fun that you can have fun and that should be okay. And put loose uh, the shit out of that. And the, there's that one guy who's all like, yeah, Adelaide, you know, <laughs> he's getting crunk with it. It was he's so just, great. And, and I mean, I it's one of my low key favorite moments is is when Ang's like. Let's dance Katara and Katara's like blushes and you're just Not like even low Aang. at all. I mean, like you're like, Aang, you dog. That was so smooth. So that smooth. Was, I love that moment so she's much. She's getting dude. embarrassed and he's yeah. like, It's just you and me right now. Oh and my like, god. I was like, like, Oh dude, you were like, I'd kiss you, Aang. Jesus. Where was this? Oh my god. Like I was like swoon for Aang, man. It was yeah. such a good him. moment. It was, it was a good such moment. A good moment. For his confidence as well, because he had just had his confidence arguably ripped away. <laughs> and he's Hot just man. in there. Hot you're man. And this Play is the best moment Hot of him like, getting his confidence back, getting his mojo back. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, and they do their whole dance and everyone's awesome. You know, it was what a nice, much, much needed uh, episode yeah. following the events that had just transpired. Yeah. Um, so, and speaking uh, of- man. Speaking of getting his mojo back, we've got, uh, we'll move along a little bit in the ways here uh, to, I think, a pretty pivotal moment in this season. There's three episodes, uh, two really, but the third one, I think, is is good for, for Aang's character. You've got Nightmares and Daydreams, which gives me one of my <laughs> absolute <laughs> favorite scenes in this in this show, is Aang's fever dream, where fucking... Uh, Appa and Momo have like this insane samurai battle and I have a shirt and I'm so sad I'm wearing my turtle shirt today and not wearing one of my like four different avatar shirts but that episode I mean it, it was huge because Aang is is like it's the eve of, of uh, the day of the black suns the eve of the eclipse and he is losing his mind he he's is losing his shit. so freaking out that he's Hasn't not slept ready for days. And, he's, and he's just like yeah just not for days and he gets like all the fucking you get the the um what's his name um uh therapist Saka. oh please tell me more and he's got that Who, fake beard who's got the he's fake like... beard from the episode of the headband still which yeah, he's like it's just... permanently glued to my face <laughs> so good but like you know it, it oh, shows that make you finally, feel it shows that ang will finally you know after like what we're on season three episode nine and there's been about like 18 to 19 episodes a season so we're at about like what 40 or 50 episodes at this point and he finally is like i like what brings him around is his friends and his acceptance that they're gonna be there to help him and he doesn't need to have all of this weight on just him that no matter what happens they have his back and these are people he can rely on and that really kind of sent that's what eventually centers him and allows him to sleep on like what looks like one of the most comfortable fucking things i've ever seen in my life (laughs) just just pure sheep's wool perfect amazing cloud and it's so great a little so itchy but it's okay yeah yeah <laughs> but like it it just it was it was a good episode and then you've got the day of the black sun part one and part two where it has some pretty big implications 
for moving forward uh, because it changes the entire like they were like this is it this is the end we're gonna go end this war right now and then ends up that you know obviously uh spoilers uh the they knew because of one of the episodes earlier when they had infiltrated the uh, earth, earth kingdom. kingdom and got the information because the king is just a fucking moron azula like, knew the oh, whole here's time. all this information azula like, knew the whole time oh yeah the whole time and so like set the whole thing he didn't up have to try he just yeah. was like and here you go and, yeah. and and i will say this for azula she is a brilliant she is a mastermind at planning these things yeah, like she was a step ahead of everybody the entire show and it was mm-hmm. n- uh, not until uh, i think an episode or two after this uh where she really starts to slip which is again right. a great episode I, um, know, I feel like she was never really even trying that hard if i'm being honest like i feel like she was no, never truly really challenged that's like, the brilliant of it like, right she was just kind of doing her thing yeah. I, I almost wish there was a moment where she had to like really try hard to outsmart somebody because she was never given that opportunity and just too late too soon after she kind of you know started like you know losing it and, yeah you know yeah and then and then um yeah i mean let's talk boiling rock do we want to talk about boiling rock or do we want to talk uh, about day of the black sun which one's boiling rock boiling so rock is when... the prison Oh. Yeah, Boiling Rock is one of like it's the it, it's, Ang, <laughs> it it's after hey Zuko here. Um, <laughs> so it's after Western Air Temple where Zuko finally gets accepted, but like Katara clearly is like, you fuck around, I will fuck you up. You you and like you see you that moment where time, like yeah. he is terrified of her for that for he's like oh okay i yeah i I mean not i won't i want this to work and we haven't even gotten to the moment that like really shows zuko like uh, the the katara moment you've got the this is the this is the Sokka episode and following is the katara episode where they both kind of come around fully on on zuko with uh they go this is the one you were talking about where he was like oh look zuko is here like yeah 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 like i like totally forgot about suki clearly not too high on his list that's fine that's fine i mean of all the things you gotta do saving the world i mean finding your girlfriend it's just kind of like and not only was it but she wasn't even on his list is what i'm saying you know what i mean like it was just like she's the last time they saw him they saw him was at the crossing of the serpent episode the last time saka saw him we know something happened to them because we know about appa's lost days yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, it's oh, such God. a good fucking show. That man, um, lost days, man. But it's you've like got that. you've got the boiling rock where he goes to save his father, and you're in this prison, okay. uh, and a wonderful episode. Uh, and it really shows again, like Sokka's ability and Day of the Black Sun, his ability to create a plan, but also just wing it and like adapt and make it work because any great planner will understand things never go to plan like that's just does that's just not how it works this is life and so he really in this one he's just straight winging it he's pulling a timbo slice on this one just let's figure it out as we go and hope that it works and guess what it did it worked out very well better than they could have imagined because at the end of it um you get uh may and ty lee at the prison who are this awesome battle on the gondola and um you know uh may's down on the ground and is 
Oh. This, can I bring it? They, they couldn't have done it all without Ching saying with the riot. Right. 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 Ching saying. He just got someone up and like, throws he, He's literally like, oh, that's not Ching story, right? Let me show you how it's, it's done. Literally just like, right. yeah, let's do this thing. Like, man, yeah. he did that really easily. And then at the end of it, he's like, hi, guys, I'm new. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> Randomly ching sake. I just, just I want to put that out there. Oh my god! That's Wonderful hilarious. moment. No, it, oh, great. Man. Like that's the beauty of the show is they can have these. And we're talking about like some of the deepest character-driven moments, but we're missing like our favorite moments are the ones where we're just laughing hysterically. Yes. At some can we, and like that's wait, we what brings this you long, back. You're not. We went this long without bringing time. one person into this. Yes, my cabbages. My Thank cabbages. You uh, just these side toast. characters Thank that you, show up toast. randomly. My cabbages. Oh my god. Dude, so Legacy many side character characters show up. In Korra. What's it called? When Zuko alone and the episode where Toph runs away or whatever, like they uh, Zuko runs into the pregnant lady who ends up giving birth at, yeah. at yeah. the serpent on the serpent's path, so, path so, with them. So well made. So and then later on, they get onto the train in Bossing Se, and Zuko and Iroh are on the train with them, being like, and, and Iroh's like, what a beautiful baby, like, handsome baby. Like, these little yeah. side characters actually make cameos, like, know repeatedly yeah. into the show. Wow. Repeatedly. It's just, it's just, and I'm going to talk about cameos later on, too, because later on, so, when we get to Korra, that they do that even more, and I want to talk about I, that. I don't. I don't think we can do Korra tonight. We've been yeah, doing well, this for two hours. This, this has been going long. So we're gonna go back to we're gonna go back to Boiling Rock here. The ending of Boiling Rock is really why we're getting at it because May um, has one of my favorite lines that uh, from her character, and it, it really kind of breaks down. Uh, this one line breaks down uh, uh, Azula and starts her descent into madness. In my personal opinion. It's when she frees the gondola and lets uh, them go away because Zuko's on it. And she comes down and she's like, you know, clearly uh, uh, Zula is trying to instill fear and be like, you've just made a huge mistake. And she's like, you know, like, she's like, you underestimated, like, you miscalculated, miscalculated my love for Zuko outweighs my fear for you. And I'm just, and like, and. And then you see these two start to fight, like go for that moment. And then Ty Lee is like, eh, and just she blocks her. And, and just at even, that moment is even the Ty Lee can't believe what she just did. She's just yeah, like, she's like uh, oh man. She's like, let's get out of here. And then they're surrounded. And then, but it's the linchpin moment for her descent because yeah. she starts to not trust anything that anybody says mm -hmm. ever. And so, you know, it, it really shows. She tells, that her, last she tells like, yeah. she tells the two old ladies to Agni Kai. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, we're not firebenders. I mean, when you've had to only had to command trust your entire life and never had to earn it. Not even trust, lose it, fear. 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 Yeah, fear. You're right. It's yeah. not trust. It's fear. And you yeah. like to get people to do what you want and to you can't just will everything into existence. And she no. does not know yeah. how to handle that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's a, good, it's a good moment. And then I'm, I'm steaming I'm steamrolling us along. So we've got the Southern Raiders, which I do want to talk about because uh, this is a huge eh. moment for for Cora or for Katara. Okay. I don't care about this episode. Zuko. This is my like this is my favorite episode. That's my it's least not. favorite one out of the whole season because I it's feel not, like Katara it, got her episode already this season. But this yeah. one really has more implications for me in this, where, where you really kind of get to, A, like, 
it it showcases her story arc in a nutshell because like you see who she was in in episode one where like she really is kind of she has no control over her power she doesn't even understand what waterbending is she's still figuring out who she was she feels very meek and helpless and wants to do more but everybody around her is telling her that she's not going to be great she's not a fighter she's stop playing with your magic water and like stuff like that like that's the whole core of like season one and then by this episode like you see everything that's come along from the puppet master from her waterbending master she is confronted with the man that like killed her parents her mom like this moment that she has where like Aang is like telling her not to, you know, vengeance isn't the way, and like it's a pretty, you know, uh, overly used trope and all that kind of stuff. But that moment where he has, she has that dude on the ground, and she just fucking lifts the rain and just stops it, and everything comes to a halt. And Zuko is just like pulls his mask down. And he's like, holy shit! Like he never stood a chance. Yeah. at like any of their meetings because she especially now is like a full-fledged fully developed waterbender Master. badass like mm-hmm. she's she is a, a very much like a um a like her morals drive the group and try and like keep everybody on the straight and level her bending abilities are are second to none for waterbenders maybe not this very second but like in the future they become in my opinion second to none for everybody and like i think that's a huge moment for her and for zuko because she gets to finally she forgives zuko more than anybody else she forgives herself she forgives you know her she has that moment which i think changed her I mean, granted, you drop into Ember Island players and then we're into the finale well, after that. But it's it's hard because you're coming off the heels of two great adventures. Uh, one, Zuko's adventure with Aang and then Zuko's two-part adventure with Sokka. And this, it's hard to not compare because that's what they're doing. That This just doesn't stack up to those episodes. And it doesn't, it, everything you've said is true and it is important for... Uh, Katara's character, but that episode just doesn't feel, it just doesn't land the same way uh, that it did, especially for uh, Sokka getting a two-parter. I mean, it it was such a great bonding experience for him and Zuko. Uh, and he got, it was one episode. No. He didn't get a two-parter. The Boiling Rock is two-parts episode, my friend. Yeah. The boiling no, I'm looking at it right here. It says season three, episode 14, The Boiling Rock. How long Rock. is that? Oh. It is the Boiling Rock is a two-parter. It is a two-part episode. That's right. And Excuse it a, me. It was a middle so, of a season uh, finale, kind of mid-season I mean, finale it's, that they have. It's it's a lot of time for ever, for them to do what they need to do, and it's good. And I almost I want I I wanted all them to be two parts. I wanted I wanted Top's adventure episode, which she never got. They do call. They do kind of funny. They do talk about <laughs> this stuff. Top, there was an episode in the last season for Top, but there wasn't a Zuko and Top episode. I mean, it's. it's Another another thing where it's not as bad as I initially remember, but like Toph is barely in this season. It feels yeah. like she gets it. one you know, episode, and even when she is there, she doesn't say much. I am the, the melon time. lord. I mean, that's know. a great moment, but like she's just not for to have her be the basically the featured kind of like player almost in second season where everyone's talking about great she is. He all of a sudden is just like there to like 
make bridges and like to help them get places or beat dudes up and i kind of felt like they could have done she had that good episode though where where they the runaway where she that was like the end of her story that was kind of that wraps up yeah it was a great Katara and and her bonding moment along yeah. with their story and the tales of Bossing say. Yeah, it finishes important. their story she arc, still, which I really love. She still has some pretty impactful moments in the show after that. Her? Like she gets that moment in Ember Island Players where she's the voice of reason. She gets the moment at the Western yeah. Air Temple where like she's the one that's again voice of reason and talking right. about like guiding everybody to trust not trusting, but like, you know, accepting Zuko and it's like, like she's shorter than everyone and it's like all of a sudden, the camera will, like pan down to her. You're like, "All oh, right, Toph is here. <laughs> Haven't heard from her in a fucking like ten minutes. Like, I, I don't know. It's just I, you know, love for Toph and just yeah. I just you know feel a little." And now we get to the last four episodes, where really, a she disappears like yep. almost entirely, pretty much. Um, especially because they put her. <laughs> they, 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 she's got some good jokes and some good moments. Don't get me wrong. She, there's a, one really badass scene that I really love every time I see it. And it's like, again, it's like a 10 second scene. But, uh, uh, and I'll get to that in a minute. But it's in like the last, last episode. Um, but like they put her on a fucking airship. She can't see outside. But that's fucking awesome, ship, dude. You know I mean? so, but she's yeah, fucking right. awesome because she's in a metal. She has that, <laughs> that moment where she wraps herself in metal, yeah. busts down the door, oh, comes in yeah. and fucks metal her in the cockpit. So good, so, so good. good. But mm-hmm. we've got okay. We've got uh, which this is. They did a four part episode or, uh, for the finale, which is like that's in, that's that's nuts. And I loved every second of it. Um, the Phoenix King, the Old Masters, Into the Inferno, and Avatar the Aang. Masters. I love the Old Masters just because you get to see, you know, you get Iroh again, you get the White Lotus, you get like, you know, uh, Piandao, you got Zhang Zhang this, back. Like, this whole like, all these... it's interesting because like the White Lotus has always been kind of like the sub story and the subplot because you saw these again. This is like the callback of like all these characters sure. that kind of like you always kind of suspected something was going on. You know, certainly in the desert when you finally first they first spoke of the White Lotus and how Iroh was part of the secret society, you had like this inkling of something. But then suddenly this the masters kind of put it all into perspective. You're like, oh, they all and then they even joke about it and they're like, all old people know each other. You know? And it's funny yeah. because it it just made sense that like all these masters, all these old masters of the arts kind of were secretly like without them, who knew who knows if the kids would have ever made it. They've been secretly being helped behind the scenes by the society to kind of get them to this point sort of and it all kind of makes sense you're like oh yeah so like they know each other <laughs> like i love it can i say they nerfed the living shit out of white lotus members in Korra? of course like oh, you, yeah. you've got like the members you see in this are like the most badass benders you could possibly find and then you've got bumbling guards who are well, like they became nobodies. Uh, they came out of the shadows, and yeah, they were they like more pul- or less yeah. like. So they just started had to hire like a bunch of dudes to do. They became a larger like, organization, if you will. Yeah. Of all of these episodes here, really, like uh, the one that the moment I want to get to, and if you guys want to bring it up, please do. But I want to. I really want to dive into like please. the end of like the literal end of it. How he defeated. Can we go? Can I talk before that? Please, yeah, that's why I said it. Okay, so I'll say the one part that I really like about the 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 final thing is is my favorite part of it is like 
is egg on the on the lion turtle. Like Well that's um, yes. What yeah. are we talking about? Well no, oh, but I, like we, Aang. Oh, oh do you want to talk th- about that it? Ties into that. No, I mean, yeah, that ahead, ties go. in. So, yeah, like, Aang yeah. like ends up on the lion turtle because he's separated from the rest of the, of the you know the group because he like he's goes like on this. Trance. He's in a weird trance and he makes his way onto this random lion turtle and then never they have to. They never fully explain it. They ha- he has to make his way back to the rest of the group yeah. and the group decides to go on with the plan without them after meeting up with Iroh and the White Lotus. Right. So, like, the lion turtle, I think, like sets up a lot of like the lore behind who the avatar is and all that it's it's a very interesting tease and it's the first time you see um something that they've talked about before lion turtles but just never saw it until that so it was really cool pretend we don't know what we know like it it doesn't seem like it at the time it it wasn't it didn't come off as a teaser for things to come no it didn't because a we didn't know things were coming yeah. And B, like it, it kind of left fielded out of nowhere. I, mm. I, I liked it. Like it was confused more the first time I saw it, and then I rewatched it again even before I saw Korra, and I kind of was like, all right. So he he talked to this lion turtle, and in the, the first time I saw it, I was like, what? He touched him in the face, and I was like, I don't understand what just happened. And then he 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 fought, which was just a just awe-inspiring powerful battle between him and ozai with the power that these two people have um and then he he does the whole thing which becomes overplayed in the first season of Korra. um but he touches his head and thing but we'll talk about that later right but uh right but the motion is what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. uh but he 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 spirit bends almost to a sense he he it it is referred to as spirit bending yeah and and allows himself to kind of battle the spirits and take away you know like not the spirits but those two spirits and take away his his bending now as an overall i like that they didn't kill him like i i like obviously i mean it's a kid's show so yeah. you kind of have that pg already you know there. there's been death there has been so we I mean, well they left time. that very open you know i mean jet well, died He's dead. It's it just it, they it, even commented. You know, they, yeah, they and, left and, it very and, open. And generals, I'm sorry, but before we knew what was going to happen in, in Korra, General Zhao died. Like he, yeah, he, he was he departed, he was murdered. He, <laughs> was, he was he was departed, dear departed. Um, um, but like I, you know, the more I watch it, the more I'm like, okay, like I I like that they did that, and and it really brought around who Ang is. Is he's gonna, you know, he can find his own way of being the avatar and and not necessarily he 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 talked to Kyoshi, he talked to Roku, he talked to, you know, everybody, the people who we don't even know the names that I can't remember. And like everybody sure. basically yeah. was like, look, man, this is like more than just you and yourself. Like you don't like if you don't want to kill something like that's not always Which... what it's gonna be like. And that's they're true. not wrong, they're in not. my opinion. Like, oh, yeah, that's wrong. what I want to talk about. The actually but is they that t- they Tony Starked it, where he always found a way. The, I think there's always a wire to but cut. But there's something there's very interesting about that. Actually, is when he does go back to talk to the other avatars. He talks to a very interesting one of probably the least explored avatars in the whole entire thing. Is is like he talks to the waterbender 
avatar right. and the water abandoner avatar made something very clear to him and i think it speaks a lot about in action with ang is that ang was gone for a hundred years and this is what happened is the avatar must take an active role in guiding the the, the, the events of this planet yeah. because without it it can go very awry you know and this is the same problem we'll get to that Korra faces as well is that ang took a hundred years off and it, and the world went to shit to be put to be put honestly so he can't not he can't he has to make active decisions in guiding the planet because that is his role he is the avatar above all else right and his through inaction could lead to disaster for the rest of the world and he has no choice but to put the planet and everything else ahead of him and that is essentially i think the problem with eggs in the beginning you know it's like it's always been his balance issue is it's like his his lifestyle choices that he grew up with and the, the the decision that he made as a child to run away and now that he's become almost like a full adult to a certain extent and grown yeah. and matured he now has to make that he's faced with that reality again do i do i stick to the morals that i like grew up and live by my whole life of being a pacifist and being a monk which was like the tenets of being an airbender or do i make a harsh decision in order to protect the rest of the world as my role as the avatar he has to take writing. action he, he has to there's he, through inaction there's de devastation in the, and that's he, that's the story yeah. of the avatar you don't act he persevered though he kiyoshi, to himself kiyoshi same way. story through yeah, inaction yeah. if kiyoshi doesn't act bad things happen when the avatar yeah. doesn't act bad things happen yeah. it leaves a volume uh, it leaves a vacuum of space for things to come in and the world to go d the wrong direction and that happens every single time an avatar decides to take a backseat yeah. it happened to roku it happened to kiyoshi you know it was until too late that kiyoshi realized that she let chen the conqueror rise up you know and it was like she had to take action so yeah yeah Aang took action and he, he found did. a way to do it the way he wanted to do it and Hats off. it's just a it's a great it's a great uh it's a, one of the he he's ang is open to wisdom very much so uh from mm -hmm. other people especially from his he elders and, <laughs> and <listens. laughs> drinks um he, he, he waits and listens he it's a and he almost is he's never really been like this so unwavering he's always been kind of more or less open to suggestions and ideas and this is just this it's it's uh, his one rule <laughs> yeah. um, no i have to break that one rule um and he found a way and he he stuck to his guns on that and i bet you he is so happy that uh that was probably a lifelong lesson for ang yeah that sometimes you know no matter what the wisdom what everyone else says like if you feel something in your heart is needs to be done find a way for you to do it and uh, you know, maybe you'll succeed, maybe you won't, but in the end, you'll stay true to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, Same thing with his chakras. Yeah, chakras, chakras. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I, uh, one of another few times you will hear me kind of complain. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of how he got his chakra unlocked. Um, it kind of just felt like we need him to go into the avatar state for this finale and defeat Fire Lord Orzai. So, oh, he you hits mean him. that that last. Oh, yeah, that and it's it's a good it's a great moment. Don't get me wrong, yeah. I, get, I get chills watching it. But it's kind of like we don't know how else, from a narrative standpoint, to unlock this chakra. So yeah. instead of a spiritual way, where it's going to happen by chance, the physical way. Um, 
you know, uh, one of my very few complaints about the show. Um, but it ultimately, it doesn't matter because we needed that. We needed to have the final, you know, grand moment of Aang in his avatar state, having all four elements, you know, whizzing around him like the rings of Saturn and uh, to defeat the Fire Lord. And I almost, I guess I wish there was a way where he didn't have to do that. It would have been interesting to see how he did it. Maybe, you know, through Sokka-like methods, fumble his way around until he found a way. But um, ultimately, it's, Sokka you know, did it's his just... part, dude. He crashed like five airships or six airships. Yeah, he did. Oh my god, they him didn't and, work. Him and Toph didn't work, dude. That, that, dude, that, it was that, that her dragging the metal across oh, the uh, middle of the airship and like it crashing into other airships. He sacrifices boomerang and his moon sword. sword. <laughs> his moon sword oh, and boomerang. Sword. She's like, "What did boomerang do? Come back? <laughs> like the boomerang oh, come back? God, and it's Suki who came back. Actually, they thought they lost Suki too for a second. Mm. Suki's great. Boomerang come back though, and Boomerang like, does come you back. You do always come back. Boomerang does come back. That's earlier when he says that line, but uh, yeah. it's it's a great. Also, you know, um, maybe planting the seeds for possible Taka in the future. Not confirmed, and but we all think it's what happened. You know, I think it's. it's in, I I think they're gonna put a comic book out about it at least. I know yeah, there's a it, bunch because we don't know who uh, is it. Is it who's Lin Beifong's sister name? Sue Beifong's sister. Sue Sue. Sue. Uh, we don't know who her father is, and everyone thinks it's it's Sokka. So anyway, yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, yeah. wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. I mean, that was man. I, there's I can just we didn't I, even talk about like Sparky Sparky Boom Man and like <laughs> oh my god, right? Just I'm there's so man. much. Um, it's nice to let it out. I feel like we're always holding back when we talk about it because otherwise we just do this. We just talk about it for way too long, and everyone yeah, else is like. Yeah. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it, that was, uh, man, I, I love the way it ended. I love the show. I, I, I'm excited for more. I'm not excited for the Netflix one uh, anymore. I was because they were attached, and now I'm not because nope. they're not. So I'm going to watch gonna it. It's going to be better than the M. Night Shyamalan thing. There is no M. Night Shyamalan thing. Um, <laughs> there is no war in Bossing Say, okay? There is um, no spoon. Yeah, we barely even mentioned the Dai Li. Uh, there's going to be more. So here's what we're doing. Um, we are going to have another episode. Yeah. Uh, it is going to be Legend of Korra focused. We are for sure going to be talking about like how the lore influenced Korra. And so there'll be a lot of Avatar talk and, and little moments will bleed through. Um, let us know what else you guys want us to talk about. We are excited and thrilled to do this. Um, I want to get more of these in the bag, uh, so that I can post them. I'm going to have this on my YouTube channel, so you can leave comments there and continue to tell us what you liked about the show, what you liked about us, uh, futzing around and trying to bumble our way through the seasons. Um, you know, please find me there. It's it's the modern nerd, uh, all one word. Um, I will, um, you find me on Sir Slice Thirteen. You can find the links to the YouTube there on everything. Uh, the modern nerd on Instagram. Uh, please follow. It's just been a blast. We're gonna do more of these uh, offbeat ones that aren't just reviews. Um, but we are gonna do a uh, also upcoming. We're gonna have the Witcher review. We're gonna have our Boba Fett review. Probably at that point, it'll be three episodes. Dan. Um, that we'll be reviewing. Um, 
we're gonna have the Korra one, and we may we may even just have a a, a wrestling all things wrestling one for any of you wrestling fans, just because <laughs> we're gonna just nerd out for like and an hour no one and talk wants. about yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna make you watch it because gosh darn it, that's what we do. Um, I think, thank you, I Toast. Think I, I'm really glad you, that you guys all were there. Um, thank you, Toast. Everyone for else, appreciate um, it. So again, uh, like, subscribe, uh, follow George, follow Dan, follow me. Uh, anything else, gents? Nope. No, that's it. Thank you, thank you, Dan. <laughs> Dan's got his his what? Kalimba. 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 The only thing I know how to play in this thing. <laughs> Cucumba. Um, <laughs> Kalimba. Um, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, you'll see another one of these live again. Again, follow the YouTube channel. And, and it was uh, a lot later. better than Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> a lot better. Oh man, dude, the people have made it lose their minds right now. Rogue, Rogue, we went to a whole episode with all one Rogue, mention. He says the it Rogue One of seconds. Avatar would be the M Light Shyamalan movie. There you go. <laughs> Right, that's we almost wrap. made it, George. We almost made it without no, talking about it. Oh, that's a wrap. So that's close. a wrap. So close, man. Well, if anybody listened to the pre, I think it was in the pre as well. George mentioned it. Um, yeah, let us know. Again, if you want us to talk more about any of these things that you love, that we love, we will gladly do it. I love the, doing these. Um, they will be probably Thanks, coming Harley. more on uh, Saturdays um, in the future. Uh, but other than that, thanks again, guys. This was, this was a really, great. This was a fun one. We it's really great to talk this. about our most universally liked show. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. I need to sit down. Guys. We'll do a Battlestar <laughs> one. We'll do. <laughs> no. Are you standing this whole time? Yeah. We need to do an hey, expanse man. episode, but you guys are so far behind. I'm I'm yeah. one season in, so it's gonna be yeah a long time. Nah, I don't Damn. know when that's gonna happen. Oh man, um, we 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 could have just have a uh, a fuck my life episode and then talk about Game of Thrones. No, man, I'd have to rewatch them all. Me too. I, I don't have HBO. Don't I don't have it. HBO. I'll watch the I'm first. Good. Seven I'm seasons. good not doing it. I'm good not doing a Game of Thrones. Just, just being like, <laughs> I'm good. Why? Yeah. 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 Oh man, it's been fun, guys. Thank you. And thank all you right. for everyone watching. Until next right. time. This has been the modern nerd. Mm-hmm. Has it? Has it been? <laughs> it has. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Preach. Are you guys going to bed? Going to bed? Slice. Oh. I, I'm not. Are we still alive? We're still alive. Yeah. But you could cut Thank it out for, for, uh, for sticking around. Thank you, Toast. I, I was, just need to Toast, sit down. Toast did mention other episodes. We didn't get to. She talked about uh, Omashu, the, the Omashu. king of Omashu. And first, I mean, that's. That was, I, I kind of wish I could have worked that in, but we were on such a roll. That, that is the moment, that episode actually, Toast, um, is the moment I was like, okay, this show is legit. Because those first couple episodes are kind of like, eh, I don't know what all the hype is about, but, you know, then all of a sudden Aang is <clears throat> riding down the... We never <laughs> the, talked the, about the, the swamp. The swamp. Swamp was a, kind of an eerie, a kind of one. different episode, you know, like a departure. Especially because of how it, how it comes back later. Yeah, yeah, it led yeah. him to Toph, and also it shows up again in Katara's uh, Korra. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Swamp. Yeah.
Man, we could do this forever. We really Seriously, could. We really could. We, I mean, we, we could do a full-on episode by episode breakdown. Like, I mean, easily. they already are doing an official one with cast members and shit. I don't need to. Well, I mean, we're so. cooler than them. Dante uh, Bosco. <laughs> Dante Bosco. You mean what's his name from? So, uh, from Rufio. Oh man, Rufio. Rufio. So apparently, a uh, little tidbit for anybody who's not going to watch those or listen to those is um, when he was recording, like he he didn't really always know the whole story of what was going on. So people oh. would he'd go to cons and people would ask him like, "Oh, what do you feel about this?" and be like, and and they'd be like, "Scream my honor." He's like, "Why am I screaming my honor?" Because like he didn't really fully grasp everything about the character oh, while he was recording it and then <laughs> uh, he went back and like actually watched the show and he was like oh my god i say that a lot don't i and we're like that's absolutely hilarious that he was like kind of halfway in it and like just kind of doing his thing but per- like provided such like an amazing performance as zuko but yet didn't know what was going on like like that's yeah. just yeah, effortless man. for him this is so. man that's a that's a no one does that anymore. Anyone who's going to do that and go to cons is going to be fully versed and aware mm-hmm. of what they're uh, of what they're representing. And unless you're in like the the big ensemble Marvel movies, because they only prevent present you with like unless your part Paltrow. of the script. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Paltrow has no idea know where she is on, on the. She day is day just towly. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Spider-Man movie. I thought this was the Infinity War. um yeah so that answered that uh two hour was dan's uh question from a month ago of favorite character arcs uh all encased in that if you have another question for us please ask and we'll incorporate it into the episodes that's totally what happened we planned it out this way yes that's how it worked out yes yes all right, I am done. Uh, it's almost eleven o'clock, and sweet Jesus, I have to go back to work tomorrow. So we could have talked yay. for another hour or so about just Avatar easily. Yeah, so tune in, keep watching George. If you follow George's, it'll happen. I'm gonna go with uh, sometime during the week, maybe. I would prefer, and then I'll save it and post it to the YouTube at another time. But we'll 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 let you know. Follow yeah, yeah. Uh, follow our stuff, and I'll I'll let everyone know when we're gonna do another one of these avatar ones. Cool, it's been real, guys. Thank you again. Such a it has been my honor. Yeah, it is pretty my good. honor. <laughs> honor. Ember Island players. All right, I am hanging up the call. All right, bye. Good night. Bye, guys. <laughs>